0: Welcome to Savvy Sabs Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Salvati. This is episode 123. Whoops, I'm back. <laughs> let's chat about news and the bad faith uh, interview that I did with Bree recently, if you had a chance to see that. So let's go ahead and bring in Carlos. I'm just going to check my volume really quick on my phone just to make sure the media part is up. Okay. Carlos, you are on the mic and welcome hey sammy hey how are you great and yourself i am doing great
1: a little technical issues here and there the struggle
0: no um my power flickered when i was live so that's why i was like what just happened like the lights blinked and everything but there's no storm or anything here so who knows
1: Yeah, I'm at work right now. I'm glad I was able to catch a little bit of the live stream. Um, I was actually, you know, let's stir up a little bit of drama. I was actually watching the Vanguard um, do their uh, defense, defending Marianne Williamson's honor, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Man, uh, it's just really frustrating how hypocritical they are. Uh, actually, I don't know if you saw their quote unquote debate with these, uh, right wingers, crypto right wingers, uh, Sitch and Adam. Uh,
0: No, because I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch Vanguard.
1: No, no. I, I hate watch. I'm a certified hater. I'm petty as hell. I like (laughs) to tabs on, uh, uh, but yeah, they, um. The anti-blackness of these guys is just. Once you start peeling back, you start seeing that, as most liberals are, you know, they'll they say the right thing, they'll hit the right talking points, uh, but when they're uncomfortable or when they're they're pushed a little bit, you can start seeing, you know, their true intentions and their their true feelings towards um, black people and 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 non-white people in general, the global majority, right? Well, it's, it's black people, it's black people like
0: me that don't fall in line.
1: Right.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I was listening to their, their breakdown uh, of your interview with uh, Brianna, Very Gray, and it's just ridiculous how <laughs> these guys uh, will literally like jump, you know, jump as high as Marianne wants, will bend over as backwards or as forward as Marianne wants. And they're so focused on, you know, the chaos that ensued after the interview as excusing Marianne's, or de Marianne's allegiance to Israel.
3: Uh,
1: One of the most insidious things it could be is a liberal Zionist. Because while it's very easy to point out and to criticize somebody like R.F.K. Jr., who is a blatant, unapologetic Zionist, it becomes more difficult to do so with the liberal Zionist. Uh, and they in fact refused to push back on her when, uh, was, uh, the cabbage patch looking one is, uh, Gavin, Gavin, he, uh, he claimed that, you know, much like the United States, Israel was founded on racism and Marianne lost it. This was on their last interview with her. She lost her shit and started saying, I have to disagree with you. The founders of Israel did not intend for this to happen, and that she was heartbroken that the American left is no longer aligned with the Israeli left. Now, two things, two lies that this liberal, this liberal Zionist just said. One, Israel was always intended to ethnically cleanse the land of Palestinians. We know this because uh, Theodore Purcell, who is uh, the founder of Zionism, wrote in his diary, saying that we have to make sure that we buy as much land as possible, and force the indigenous people out into the outskirts, into neighboring uh, countries in order for to make Israel a uh, Jewish majority, right? So we know that the intentions of the founders of Israel were to ethnically cleanse the land of Palestine. And two, if you actually look into the quote unquote Israeli left, you'll see that they're actually more racist the israeli right because unlike the right they don't allow palestinians to be part of their party the right does allow palestinians in their regions to represent the party why would a palestinian do that who knows but at the end of the day the quote-unquote left the labor uh, party of israel is actually more racist in their uh in their political party than the quote-unquote right Which just goes to show that there is no left or right there. It's a settler colonial project. Both parties are obsessed with ethnically planting the land of Palestine. But neither Gavin nor Zach pushed back on that at all. Sorry for that, Laura. Because
0: they don't know the history. That's why. Like when it comes to foreign policy, like look, we all have our strengths, right? But when it comes to foreign policy, that is not their thing. And just because you like someone as a candidate doesn't mean that you can't push back on them so like for example i told you guys i'm supporting cornell west but even when i interview Cornel west i still pushed back on cornell west and said i think that you should do this i think you should do that i think if you just sit there and just agree with them just because that's the candidate that you like you're not helping that candidate doing them any favors and so i'll keep it real A lot of people don't like RBN because they feel like we're too um, we're too weird. We're too
4: we're
0: too we're too young. And and some people don't like that. And what's really interesting to me, it's really funny, is that Vanguard, they've attacked me multiple times, I've heard from people but I've never seen it because I don't watch them. And I just think it's funny that you you actually have sunk so low that you're attacking smaller channels, which really does not make any sense because we don't particularly have the same audience. Like a lot of the people that watch them are the people who still believe we can do things through the progressive movement, through the Democratic Party. So there have been a number of times where people have already contacted me and said, I saw Vanguard talking about you and that's how I found your channel. <laughs> oh,
4: <wow. laughs> so it's just,
0: you don't, rule of thumb, like don't attack smaller channels. And yes, my channel, I may have more subscribers than them, but I'm still considered to be a small channel, meaning that I don't have at least 100,000 subscribers, that kind of thing. Right. So it's just stupid because you're introducing your audience to someone they probably had no idea was even out there and then you just bring those people over to my channel. And that's what happened with, with RBN. right? They, they went on this spree for like a week where they attacked RBN for like a week. And every time they went after us, our subscribers continued to go up. Mm. So the way I see it, keep talking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel bad for, for kind of even bringing them up now because like you're, you're doing the right thing. Like why even bother with them? It's just, it's so frustrating to see how, one, like not only are you a smaller channel right in terms of like 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 how you described it but also you're one of the few uh black uh voices black uh, female voices in these spaces and we know how people like sam cedar you know truly feel about like black women who speak up we saw how he immediately went into the that's again these liberals these white liberals are racist to their core at the end of the day we know that he pulled the you know, angry black women stereotype against uh, Brianna George Gray. When if yep. you watch that, that quote unquote debate, it was like super chill. Um, she was way too kind, uh, but that's how you have to, you have to treat them with kids' gloves, right? And one of the things that's frustrating is these guys are like infantilized, right? Like even, I know you're not intending to do it, but, cause I called them out on it, right? Cause I saw this on my way, are these guys actually like, like I said, I hate watch stuff. But there has to be a line somewhere. And, like, I think for most leftists, you know, supporting the Zionists is, is that line. Uh, they like to excuse the fact that, like, Bernie and Marianne have similar stands on supporting Israel. But we've moved on from that. We've moved further left as a collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not being we're not able to put up with that anymore, which is a good thing, right? But Right. But main, yeah, so it was Zach... Right uh, I think it was that, like, yeah, he claimed to have to know the hit like the history of Palestine when I called him out on it, and that he know who Theodore Hertz was, who he was, <laughs> so if yeah, so if you know who the, that is, the founder of Zionism, there was no reason for him to stay quiet as Marianne pushed back on on Gavin for claiming that, so for me, that was just okay, like these guys are willing to to not give any pushback to Marianne as long as they keep getting their interviews, because this, this was their fourth interview with Marianne. I counted, this is how petty I am, Savvy, I counted 32 questions before Israel ever came up, before Palestine ever came up. Four interviews, about an hour each. I think she only gave you guys about 20 minutes that time. She was giving yep. these white boys an hour, right? Yep. Which again, goes to show why are these white boys being platform all across um, the left media when they haven't accomplished anything, they claim on their Patreon for the, their supporters that they're going to get on their van and go around the country and do interviews, do underground journalism. They haven't done that at all, right? So they're the real opportunists, right? They're the ones lying out here just trying to get money. They're just trying to get their face out there. And because they're white boys, that's exactly yep. what they get. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to provide any facts, do any studying, none of that. Well, one of the things that
0: I I said to people before is look at all the opportunities that it's because it's not just them. Look at all the opportunities that were given to Jackson Hinkle in reference to debates like this is going back before the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Nick had reached out to those same people. He had reached out to Sam Cedar. He had reached out to the same people that Jackson Hinkle debated. And none of those people were willing to give Nick a chance to have that debate. But they were willing to platform Jackson Hinkle. And so the thing is, like, this is a constant thing that we see in left independent media where, you know, for a long time, like, this is just the standard and the way that it's been. And a lot of people have gotten used to it and people didn't push back on it. And so the thing is for black people who are in this space, if you don't, if you don't move the way that they want you to move, they'll either attack you or they'll ignore you. And I think what happened yeah. for RBN is like, it's got to the point now where, People can't really ignore RBN, and it's not just us. Like Black Power Media too; they're also treated that way. Oh, I love they're that. They're also treated yeah. that way. Yeah. So, right. you know, and this was a problem. Like Nico had to deal with this. You know, other other Black commentators that were in the space had to deal with this as well. They would only want to talk to a certain type of Black person that behaves in a certain way, and so for me that's just that's just not who I am. The vanguard where they were totally cool with us as long as you know way before we were all still really a lot smaller, they were really cool with us. They participated in our general strike summit. A lot of people remember that the moment the moment they started hanging out with Crystal and Kyle, that was when they yeah. turned on us that was when they turned yeah. on us so
1: and that's that's you know um because I do have my criticism of uh, but the way that these people move right and it's it's really it's unfortunate but you see it too like in in terms of class like when you're when you grow up around like other broke uh white people i'm brown when you grow up around white broke white people the minute they start making a little bit of money and the the minute they they start doing well for themselves they completely turn their back on you
4: right because now it's
1: like oh you know i'm a little bit I'm, I'm into the acceptable white category now. And you, and sure you see that also with non white people. I think, uh, a prime example since you brought up, uh, Sam Cedar, uh, Sam Cedar refusing to have Nick on is he's had, he has Benjamin Dixon on. And what was the first thing Benjamin Dixon did that, that got him like in hot water was just completely disrespect, uh, Rihanna Joy Gray. Right? And that's the type of, uh, non white people that they're comfortable with people that, that are willing to drag and, and not just be the token, but almost be like, a uh, it, it's, it's crude to say, but almost like an attack dog towards other, uh, minorities in this space in order to keep them in line. Right. Cause you have to have certain faces there so that your audience thinks that you're actually, um, uh, not a complete racist, but we see how they act. Right. There's, um, Yeah, people that actually push back and make them uncomfortable. And that's why they refuse to have them. These people are willing to talk about institutional racism. But as you just described, they're part of that process in in the online left media.
0: Yep. And my thing is, is this, you know, I went to school with people who behaved the same way. The exact same way. And so to me, it's just like, like I said before, like they didn't even have a problem with me until I blocked them on Twitter. And I blocked them because... The motherfuckers was trolling. I, I blocked yeah. them months ago. I was like, I am so tired of you guys' bullshit. Like, you, you guys aren't serious. And the fact that they can get, like, all this, all this cred from other people in this space when they're just basically just hopping on camera and just talking shit about podcasters all the time. And we're actually out there on the ground in the streets helping the people, but we're the ones that get attacked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, and that's the big reason why. Again, whatever my criticism of uh, RBN, like I'll give you an example, just to show that it's, in my opinion, a legitimate criticism. I don't Julian Assange for everything that he's done. I'm more concerned about freeing Mubia uh, Abu Jamal than I am about Julian Assange. Right? That's why I love uh, by Power Media because, like, their focus on like political prisoners that actually could have changed this. Freaking empire from within, right? If you if want to look at it that way. But these guys, you know, the Vanguard, um, even like status quo, all these guys, they're not bringing an actual legitimate criticism uh, to uh, RBN. For them, it's just like, oh, you're attacking my favorite uh, liberal, so now I have to like vilify you and make you look hysterical and unhinged. Which is, let's be honest, that is, that is a, like a, a trope that white people have always used for black people for non-white people is that uh they're radical they're irrational they're unhinged they're they're too aggressive they're disrespectful if you watch which i guess you won't because you're better than me (laughs) Uh, if you watch the vanguard breakdown of your interview with uh brianna like you see that's exactly what they're saying like oh they literally say that it was an attack on marianne Williamson that you guys were being so hostile that you guys were attacking her and it's like yo, like, is this some AOC, like, words are violence type of shit? Because that interview,
0: Point out, out, well, this was hilarious to me. Point out where me and Nick were hostile towards Marion. You see see what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep. But they they can't, and that's why they focus on... If I recall, because this was a while ago, if I recall correctly, what happened when it was CJ, Rome, yourself, and and Nick, that was supposed to be kind of a behind-the-scenes. And if you were in political spaces, or just working in general with other people, you know that sometimes it gets heated, there's disagreements, like behind closed doors, which that, that that post-interview thing was supposed to be. And they're so focused on that because if they actually focus on the whole interview that, that you and did, you see that you guys were respectful, you actually provided pushback, which is what freaked out Marianne and pulled out the, the mansplaining thing because she's not actually used to talking to Come on, this is a Hollywood spiritual guru. She's not used to talking to, like, non-white people, non-rich white people. So for her, it's like, how dare you speak to me? How dare you interrupt me? Right? So... It's just ridiculous the way that they're willing to deflect everything just to defend Marianne Williamson, who, let's be honest, she's not gonna make it to uh, the primary. She's gonna drop out before that to save her career and to start pushing out her book. And two there's a further left candidate. Cornel West is a further left, uh, left candidate and that's who all of our collective support should be for the same way that it was for Bernie. But you see people like Chris and Kyle who will complete 180 and try tearing down uh, Dr. West when it's like, if Bernie today were to announce that he was running third party with let's say the Libertarian party, Tabby respectfully and I don't want to be too crude, they would be on their knees for, that, for Bernie. Well, you see No, well, this black is. Man well, yeah, this, a, is
0: yeah. this is all about. This is all about money for them, though. Mm. This is all about money. That's why they're making that shift. You know. Mm. So that's what people yeah. people have to fully totally understand. If you're supporting, if you're attacking to third parties and you're out there telling people, you know, if it's Biden and Trump, you got to support Biden. The algorithm yeah. really likes that. The algorithm is really going right. to work in your favor. So the thing is, is like again, like I said, this is all for. This this is all all for money. Yeah.
1: All right, Savvy. I feel like I'm taking up too much of your time, bringing you into the mud and stuff at all. Uh, sorry, I work at the airport. I don't know if you guys can hear
0: that. I hear the planes. Uh, all right, yeah, thank I you.
1: A, I just want to say, um, I, I did start my own uh, YouTube channel, Um just, So just appreciate anybody just checking it out. Like, I'm... Mexican-American first generation. And i honestly like, seen people like Sam Cedar, the Vanguard, Kyle Kalinske, like all these white guys who grew up in, like, comfort. You know, yep. Sam Cedar's father was a lawyer, right? All yep. these people are well off. Uh, I believe Zach dad was, like, in the military. So, you know, he's got a, a house he's going to inherit. And Gavin's mom is, like, a who knows, like some ivory tower individual. But I just got tired of seeing all these white faces. And I was like i am seeing a lot of uh, great things like from RBN and, and Black Power Media, but i am not seeing any brown people speak up and, and, and run their mouths, so uh, I threw my my hat in that race there. But yeah, deculturation, uh, appreciate y'all. Thank you, Savvy. Sorry for bringing the drama to you. I appreciate no, it. No, no
0: worries. Thank you so much, Carlos.
1: Bye.
0: All right. Bringing in the wonderful Miss Delthea. How are you? Hey, can you hear
2: me? We can hear you loud and clear. Hi everybody. Um, I just want to say a few things. First, I really enjoyed you and Bree. Y'all did a really good job. Y'all need to do that some more because I really liked it. Um two, I'm sorry that the woman got hit with the brick. But I can't be so mad at people not wanting to get involved in a fight between people where bricks are involved. And number three, Zelensky needs to sit down and shut the hell up. This boy talks more shit than a little bit. And the only reason he's doing it is because he's like, America is standing behind me. And if something happens and America can't stand behind him anymore because it would not be in our interest to do so, he's basically fucked his country. Because Putin ain't gonna take no he ain't gonna take no tea for the fever. He's gonna let it burn. And having said that, how are you tonight? I am doing really great. Um
0: yeah it's really interesting. I think what people some people unless you're a part of like Bree's Patreon, like the interview is a lot longer. Um so it's, mm-hmm. People mentioned the Marianne part because that was actually a small piece of the interview. So for those of you subscribe yeah. Patreon, you get that full episode because we talked about a number of things. But yeah, it was a great time. It was a great. I thought it was a great time. I thought it was a great conversation, a much-needed conversation, I think. And yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty cool to talk to Bree one-on-one.
2: You know. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that. Um, Well, I did agree with you a little bit more than her. Um, But when y'all did disagree, it didn't, like, come to blows. And you let each other talk and explain yourselves, and I love that. That way people can honestly make up their minds, you know. But I like that. So I'm going to let you get back to what you were doing. And I'm going to get back to writing the second act of this play. And all y'all have a good night.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Delthea. All right. I'm going to bring in Miss Noel and then we'll go to Natori and then Assure. So what's up?
5: Good evening, Rocky and Square. <laughs> I love Bullwinkle um, with Boris and Natasha. And I'm surprised that you all even saw it because that was, I, I recall seeing that when I was a child, but I guess it was a popular thing. Yeah, because my mom Moose and Squirrel.
0: Yep, my mom had the VHS, uh, the VHS because uh, tapes that she she got for me with Rocky and Bullwinkle. I used to watch those all the time. I loved
5: Rocky. But you know, it really is an important issue because it does demonstrate the way that this nation's culture uses cartoons to begin programming the children about perspectives in terms of foreign affairs in other countries and other peoples. And um, so you go up with this shadow concept of Russians um, being these type of shysty people up to no good. Um, but that said, you know, I was troubled by the report tonight about the 90 90- feet, 93-year-old in North Carolina where the developers are trying to take her land. I I just find that an abomination. But again, that is late-stage capitalism, predatory capitalism. And I think it's a wonderful demonstration of this nation being in disarray and that we really are deteriorating. And the capitalist and the capitalist ideas are becoming more and more vicious. And the um, the the United States and the, the local state legislatures are making these things possible, you know, and I just think, you know, we're really, really in a bad place. And when you tie those types of dynamics internally with what we're doing as a nation with respect to foreign affairs externally, it just shows you that this whole capitalist thing is coming to some type of um, conclusion. And I just don't see where it's going to end good. Um, you know, the whole Western influence in what's going on with on the uh, continent of Africa and you just, see capitalism across the board just in a, a shambles. You know, uh, in addition, moving to the Bernie Sanders thing, I am so sick of Bernie Sanders as a dynamic. It is so clear to me now that he is, you know, precious more than a sheepdog for the Democrats. And it is obvious Um You know, and the the thought that they would try to substitute Gavin Newsom in at the last minute, it, it just shows you desperation. And Gavin Newsom, and even if they were to pair him with Michelle Obama, it just shows you that they're not concerned or nobody's really concerned about the working class. Nobody's really dealing with policy and what this nation really needs in terms of the masses. But then for me, it makes me step back and say, but has it ever? It really hasn't ever. And so I see this progression and I see things winding down and it's just more and more of the same, um, you know? And so that's basically the substance of what I had to say. So I'll let us move on to the next person.
0: Thanks so much, Noel. Yeah, this issue with the 93-year-old woman, Someone sent me that story via email and I was like, holy crap. And I'm like, do people know about this? Like it it happens, right? Like it happens all across. But I think the thing is, is that oftentimes people don't get to hear these stories. So I was actually kind of surprised that CNN covered this story about what's happening. Because the thing is, that's just one example, but it's happening all across the country. And I've seen them do it right here. Like, um, in Salem, Massachusetts, what I had covered on the ground,
5: they were doing that to elderly and disabled people. But like you said, these celebrities who have weighed in on the situation at Hilton Head can bring a type of attention to things like this. And otherwise, you you still may not hear about what's going on. But again, the establishment, capitalists, white people, Extracting, taking people's land, especially people who have descended through slavery. That is just always been there. It's always been a part of the American thing. But what we see now is it's more and more desperate. It's more and more right out in your face and this and that. And I just don't understand where these, where the capitalists per se believe the resources are going to come for people to participate in these developments and things that they're trying to do. We're going to increasingly become an A and B society where there's are just a gulf between rich and poor be- yep. and the poor are going to be pushed to the margins. And I just think that that signals that your society is on the verge of collapse, because throughout history, Whenever a society becomes too polarized between rich and poor, it collapses because there's nothing in the middle to bridge the gap of understanding. And increasingly, you come to a place where you realize that the people who are in the lead, who are in the big chairs, have little to no understanding and more so no appreciation for the poor. And then you're easily discarded when people have no, literally have no use for you. And again, I say what we saw this nation do to the former slaves and descendants of slaves when their labor was no longer free is a prescient paradigm and indicator of what it will do with the rest of the working class when it perceives that their labor is no longer free or no longer necessary. So it's it's just a sad set of things. But again, All these things are running parallel if you look backward and then look forward. You see the tracks in the...
0: That's right. And uh, I want people to understand too, like for a 93-year-old African-American woman to have land in her family going back to the 1800s, that is not... And still have it today. That's not as common. So just something to keep in mind. Let's bring in the Tory. You're on the mic. Just gotta unmute on the mic gotta
3: unmute hello hello yes I want to talk about Democrats I feel like they just doing what they been doing and some people just um waking up to it what do you mean like by the, that um, script, like what you read today like cause I know I didn't get involved until like obama that was with 2008 i was with 18 19 and it's like i don't feel like we ever picked the um president in this country i feel like since time before time i feel like um they went in the room and picked who they wanted to pick but it's just like They saying stuff now, like, they don't care what we think, how we feel. They don't care that it's out. Like, the paper you read today, and it's like, even that you can get your hands on it and read it, it's like, they don't care what the people think. They're going to continue to do what they've been doing.
0: You know what? Um, There have been people that have been saying that for a while, that we're not actually picking you know, our our leaders like I you know, I think that these people are already selected, a lot of these people in, in my opinion. Like Obama was selected. I believe that Pete Buttigieg was selected. Like a lot of these people, in my opinion, I think were already selected. And then they just basically convince the voters that this is the right person for the job. And, you know, we gotta ask, like why is it that some candidates get more publicity than others, right? Like RFK Jr., for example, This guy's on everybody's show. And I'm not even gonna talk about independent. Let's just talk about mainstream media. He's on everybody's show, right? You see him over and over again. Every week I see RFK Jr. got another interview on mainstream media. Why are they so willing to prop him up like that? Is it because he's a Kennedy or it could be because like he's in bed with like the tech bros, like he's getting donations from people that are in the, you know, the, the, the Bitcoin industry and the tech industry. So when he says that he's not gonna touch taxes at all. What RFK Jr. is saying, particularly to his donor comrades, is that he is gonna make it so that their life does not change. So that's important for people to grasp. Like he's not gonna change anything in reference to what's happening with with those people. So he can complain about the economy and that makes sense because if you've run on the economy, that gets people's attention, right? And the economy is bad right now. But when he, you got to listen to what people saying. When he tells you that he's not going to do anything in reference to taxes, that means he is not going to do anything to punish billionaires or millionaires like him because those are his buddies and his bros and his homies. So that's what he's really saying. That's really what he's saying. And like, other people, Vivek. Someone mentioned Vivek in the chat. Same thing. Why do we think Vivek is getting so much attention? He's not the only one running the GOP. He's getting more airtime than Nikki Haley, who is a, po- a politician. Like, why is it? Because again, these people are already selected. I said the same thing back during twenty twenty. Pete Buttigieg was running. I was like, this guy. They they chose this guy. They chose this guy. And so we just got to, we, we got to remember like this game that was created was not created with the intention of the working class people to win. If you think about the game like Monopoly, for example, you can collect all these properties. You can, you know, pass, go, don't go to jail, pass, go, collect all these properties and all that kind of stuff. That's really what rich people do in this country all the time. They basically and they control the board. They control the board of the game. So they make it so that the game is set up so that the average working class person will never get to succeed at the point that to the level that they're at.
3: And that's how I know they are not serious, except for um, Cornel West, because he is the only one talking about the poor in the working poor. I just can't. It's like I'm so over Robert and Marianne Williams trying to make a comeback. I had to mute her. She saw something about that woman. I can't I can't deal. Yeah, then,
0: uh, I mean, it's like these these are all like good points. I mean, it's just like, again, like I said, who are they really looking out for? Like Bernie Sanders, he just he pulls off his own mask. Now, how are you going to tell people the Democrats? you got to push back against the corporate powers. But then at the same time, you're telling people to support Joe Biden, who, you know, is a part of that same donor base
3: that supports the corporate power. So why would you you're talking out both sides of your mouth? Right. I'm very pissed off at him because if I would have known who he was the first time he ran, because I it's like. Like I I said before, I was young, just starting to vote when Obama came on the scene. So, um, because I wasn't really into politics like that, thought he was going to do this and do that. I really didn't see what he was all about until after he left. That's when I got dove in. And then I kind of went back out again. And when it came like, um, what, Hillary and Donald, and I ain't really know nothing about um, Bernie like that. And then the second time, I was like, okay, I'm voting for Bernie. But if I knew what I knew before then, I wouldn't have never fucked with him either because the signs were there. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest with you. Someone
0: did try to warn me. My dad tried to warn me about how the system was because he had told me a while back, he said if the system was fair and legit, he said Bernie
3: Sanders would have been the president of the United States right now. And that just, just make me too feel like I said something on Twitter, like if Bernie really was progressive, did he say he is? He would have been left the Democrat Party or he would have been kicked out. I feel like we should have known he was bullshit then. Right. They would not let
0: him. You know what, Notori, that is a very solid point, because think about it. Look at how they kicked out Dennis Kucinich, how they kicked out Cynthia McKinney. You're right. They would have never let him stay as long as he did if he were really serious about some type of political revolution. They knew that Bernie wasn't because I told you guys, Jesse Ventura, I need to bring Jesse back on. Jesse Ventura said early on that he actually approached Bernie when he announced he was running in 2016. And he said, if you lose, will you join with me in a fight to start a third party movement in this country? And Bernie Sanders told him, "This is the beginning of the campaign." "No, I will be supporting Hillary Clinton." And I told him, I said, "See, if I would have known that, I would have never donated money to Bernie Sanders." Ain't no way. And ain't no way. And So again, so when he went out there telling people we're doing a political revolution, Bernie Sanders was lying from the very beginning. He was lying. He had already agreed to support Hillary Clinton. So if he was serious about a political revolution, he would have never done that.
3: For the money. But the last thing I want to say, let somebody else get, get in the girl about the brick in the face. Like, <laughs> oh, it's wrong. Yes, it's wrong. It's wrong that the guy hit her in the face. But I've seen some of her stuff before, and she is like, you don't. I'm gonna just tell you this: if you would, if she would have did it, like she was smart at the mouth, but down here, you be smart with somebody like you know we can tote guns in North Carolina, so she should be. It's not right, but you walk up on somebody like that, I'm pretty sure she would be mouthy, and you got to know your surroundings because a lot of times in this day and time, don't know what somebody gonna do, and it could have been pow pow on her instead of a breed. Mm, mm, mm. But that's it. All
0: righty, let's bring in Ashura then we'll go to David. What's up Ashura? Just got to unmute.
6: Hey Sabrina.
0: Greetings. How are you? Good. Don't throw no bricks. Uh, I I I don't throw bricks.
6: A hand may, may a hand may go swiftly, but I I'm not going to do that. <laughs>
0: like where y'all find a brick at outside the club that's what got me but go ahead sure. i mean
6: my neighborhood i'm look there's always like a brick on the floor on the ground or you know gravel some shit. so that would be easy if it wasn't around my neighborhood Damn. uh the i'm gonna base i'm just looking at the thumbnail so i'm gonna just talk about what you talked about last night um tonight i mean about the first one about the girl with the brick I mean, when she tried to slap that white dude, it made, I would have to look at her stuff. Maybe Notoria can send me her stuff through Twitter so I could check out her videos if she's actually slapping white people. Because it looked like the guy knew it was coming. And he died. Yeah, that's,
0: that's why I was like, it looked like it was staged. That's why I'm like, I don't know, Notoria will have to send it to me too. Because I'm like, no, didn't he really hit Oh, what well, that guy was Neo? Was that guy Neo?
6: To the point where he knew it was coming in slow motion. Or if she basically stopped the momentum and he could basically get out of the way. Because I'm like, it looked like it could be or could not be. I'm like, okay. But then you had the guy that smacked across the face with a brick. I'm like, for just because she didn't give you her fucking, uh, her fucking number, going to smash a brick against her face? I mean, can't you just walk away? There's a lot of women around the neighborhood, man. Like, come on.
5: I just, yeah, I, go, go ahead, Noel, because I want to hear I, this opinion about this brick thing. I just wanted to make a quick comment about, you know, regardless of whether, because I think we all agree that nobody has the right to pick up a brick and hit you in the face because you spurn their advances. Just like no man has the right to rape you because you have on a mini skirt and a tube top. But I think what is most important about this whole dynamic is. It demonstrates the risk and the erosion of the culture when we get involved in this reality TV type of stuff and people are faking and skidding up stuff to get you know, clicks on TikTok or YouTube or this that. You start playing the lines and you have a situation where this girl may be the girl who cried wolf You got people who are articulating their resistance to interceding in a situation where she may have really been violated because of their perception of what they've seen or who she is and this and that. And if those those videos that she's putting out, whether they're real or skits, it creates a environment where her ability to be defended you know, in a situation where she may really need defense now is skewed. And I think culturally Mm. speaking, these are dangerous, you know, times because people can't, you know, discern between what is real and what is false, but clearly what they are seeing is determining how they respond to people otherwise. So to me, there is a real risk in it. There is a lesson in it. And I just find it so distasteful from every perspective.
6: I didn't see it through the boy who cried wolf perspective. Perspective. I mean, I can understand if basically she hit him and by reaction, he, he 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 just, you know, his hand fucking like slipped and hit her face. And I can understand that part because I've seen a video of, uh, I think a white girl that was like basically pestering a white guy that was quite kid, I they were I think it was teenagers. And she was pestering him, and he was like, uh, sitting there on a chair. And I, at one point, he just he, he just couldn't take it. He just slammed it to the ground. I'm not saying there's a, there was a way. There's a way you could you basically go around it, but if someone's like pushing you to just egg you on, and if you basically don't think at that moment, you just see red. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it was surprising me how fucking swollen her face was. I thought that was like a giant fucking pimple or some shit.
0: Oh, yeah, a brick will fuck you up. Like, I'm telling you guys, like, you can like, you can kill someone with a brick uh, taking someone and hitting them with a brick to their head. Like, that, that shit will fuck you up. It'll probably take a while for her face to go down.
6: Yeah, because I'm like, the fuck? I mean, should she be losing, like, her eye socket should be getting, you know, you know pushed back in? It reminds me of the story of what they say, what they have at the Emmett Till when they beat him so bad and his eye socket went out or some shit.
0: Yep. If you guys think about it, if you if you ever had watched boxing, just think about how the guys like look after the it's a long fight. Not like if it's a quick knockout, like their faces, you know, swollen and and stuff like that. Like now, imagine someone. Now that's just a fist in a boxing glove. Imagine someone hitting your face with a brick.
6: <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? Uh, I have a coworker. He's an old guy. Every time he always, like, jokes, he, he, he fist bumps me on the elbow, right? And I'm like, damn, this guy's fucking knuckles are hard. Like, I don't know if he's drinking milk, but if this guy was a boxer, he'd, he'd basically knock me out. Because his knuckles are fucking hard, Sabrina. I'm, I'm like, super fucking hard. And I'm like, yo, how the fuck do I get knuckles that hard? I mean, <laughs> milk doesn't work. I've tried, I've tried drinking milk. <laughs> that shit doesn't work at all.
3: Damn.
0: I mean, these are these are all good points. It's just it's scary though, because the the sad thing is, none of us know. There's no video about what happened right before that. But for me, like I'm sitting back and I'm thinking, man, for you to pick up a break. And so the the question that people are also saying is, the people how does it make, are- how does, how does it make women feel if this is the result of you telling someone, no, they can't have your number. Or uh-huh. even if like, the guy said she was name calling, okay, name calling, but that means a brick to the face.
6: Yeah. I'm like, nah, man, they just walk away. Unless she physically touches you. I can understand you seeing red and then you do something, but yeah, the, she should have not, not done that. And the, the brothers that were there, they should have done something. They should have basically told her, Hey man, <laughs> drop, drop the brick. And tell her to get the fuck out of there. Because they said she was a troublemaker. So get the troublemaker
0: out of the way. I bet you people are going to be talking about it for days. Um... Yeah, well, Twitter is, loves drama.
6: Uh, On the thing about the Russell Brand thing, I didn't see it completely. I saw maybe like three out of four out of the topics you did today. Did did I miss her? Did I hear Max, Blumen- Max Blumenthal? Max, Max's father saying that the Ukraine war is good, that we have to do everything we can to help Ukraine. That wasn't Max's father, right? Steve, what's his name? Like I forgot what his No, name
7: that was the senator. Uh, that was the senator. So
6: senator from um, Connecticut. I <laughs> have the same. So, so that's not that Max's father. No, it's not related to Max.
7: Isn't it Richard? Oh, Richard yeah. Blumenthal? Right. Yeah.
0: Different, different Blumenthal.
6: Oh, okay, so I was like, damn max far, far from dad women though i was like i liked Max because that's that's how his dad is talking
0: um, No, that would have been a trip though if that was <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm like how
6: how's the family dinner going like with max around the table well because they say that max's dad used to be pro hillary and he took money from hillary and max is not max i said i said openly look i don't I, I condone shit that my father did. I can understand it. I, I was a kid. I didn't know. He, he. We know how adults are. Adults do their own shit. And you don't know what the fuck they're doing when you're a kid. They'll pay his, for father, a-
0: his father worked for Bill Clinton administration. Um, and the thing is, it's true. Like, you can't control what your parents do for a career. And it doesn't mean that you approve of what they do. Yeah.
6: And yeah, because I, I don't know Jordan Chandler likes to shit on uh, Max and say, oh, He goes to these uh, nice parties. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't think Max Blumenthal to walk around with parties with fucking bloodthirsty criminals. If he goes to nice parties, it ain't to party.
0: (laughs) Yes, Sidney Blumenthal, if you look it up, in fact, he's featured in that documentary about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, the one that's um, another American crime story. They did one about O.J., they did one about uh, Johnny Versace. Sidney Blumenthal is featured in that documentary series. Um, so he was, he did work for Bill Clinton. But again, like I said, like, you Sidney can't- Sidney is his dad? Yeah. Yeah, oh. if you look it up, if you Google, oh, let me see.
6: Because I heard the name before. I didn't know that was his dad.
0: Yeah, Max has talked about this before. Um, he was a senior advisor to- yeah, he was the senior advi- He was former aide to President Bill Clinton.
7: Yeah, he was a senior advisor. He worked in the White House.
0: Yeah, he has a Wikipedia page. Yeah,
6: because a lot of people tries to use they use that as a gotcha for to Max and say, "Oh, Max is not he's not a lefty. He's a right winger. He's just like his dad."
0: His you dad know? wasn't a right winger. His dad was a Democrat. Yeah, centrist.
7: Yeah, it's just a traditional uh, '90s Democrat.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can't, we can't help. That's that's the thing. Like, look, I can't help what my parents did. I can't help that my dad was in the military. Like, that's not on the child. I mean, you know what? It, it is what it is. But why not you say something to him,
7: Sabby? Jeez.
0: <laughs> as as we get older and as we evolve, like we come up with our own beliefs.
6: Yeah. Um, as for the Bernie, the Bernie thing, I I thought you were gonna put a different clip on. Because I don't know if you know that there's a clip going on on Twitter with Jimmy Dore. And people are fucking, they're editing that clip and say that Jimmy Dore says he would take Mitch McConnell. He would vote for Mitch McConnell or take Mitch McConnell any other other day uh, instead of Bernie Sanders. And people are like, oh my God, uh, Jimmy Dore is right wing now. And I'm like, wait a minute, I saw that live. Like, there's no way he fucking said that. And it's probably taken out of context. And they put that clip on it. I think it was uh, Heartland's media put it on where somebody distorted it. Like he cut it to the point where it makes like Jimmy Dore says he's pro Mitch McConnell. So it's like,
0: oh, Jimmy is right wing now. Of course they did. They, They do this all the time. That's why I always tell people go back to the original video yeah
7: like some people posted the yeah book i mean or i think web. i didn't see the original but I, I i would assume the point he was making was that at least with mitch mcconnell you know what you're getting yeah it's not, it's uh-huh. not this backstabbing theater bs so I, I i would expect that was the point he was making and of course, yeah. yeah people run with it
6: yeah because yeah. it seems to me he was going to go on some malcolm x uh, uh analogy but he basically said that Mitch McConnell was a a wolf in a tuxedo or a suit, and then <laughs> Bernie's the wolf with a sheep over his head, basically. But I think uh, I think uh, what's uh, Malcolm X basically used the a, a wolf and a fox. Says the the fox basically is the one you can't see coming, but the wolf and you can't see the wolf coming. So I don't know why is is Bernie a fox instead instead of a a, a wolf? Because the fox did look like he had a smile on his face, right? But you watch fox, they look like they got smiles. Bernie does that a lot. He pretends that he's on your side, but he's fucking you at the last minute. That's right. And uh, I think I'm almost done. Yeah, the the Kamala thing. Do you really think people are going to go that four-dimensional chess with Kamala Harris? They're going to give you Kamala Harris at the last minute? I mean, it seemed like a dope plan the way they do it pretend that like joe biden's going to basically get the nomination and then they say, like oh my god uh i found out i got i got dementia uh i i, I can't i can't go on and I'm like you're going to have some right when you are going to say yeah we fucking told you show. we told yes, you they had
0: dementia they're going to have to come up with something because listen joe biden can't debate right now have you guys seen joe biden like there's no way how's joe biden going to be able to get on the debate stage and debate donald trump think about it guys
6: Some people try to say Joe Biden, uh, uh, not Joe Biden, uh, Donald Trump has uh, the same shit. But I'm like, "Mm, if it is, it's not quick enough.
8: I I mean, I'll say this: like Joe Biden's no 93 year old woman.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I was like, yeah, like that woman's 93, and she can talk way better than Joe Biden. Like, (laughs) there's a point where she talks like, "Hey, man, who who do you fucking think I am? You think uh, you're trying to mess with me? Trying to give me five thousand dollars or some shit?" For the piece of land i know it's worth way more than that after it helps to still have
8: your mind in this case but yeah
6: (laughs) yeah i'm like if you live in a piece of land it's been there for 30 40 50 years and it's worth a lot of fucking money and when i heard this story it made me think of jb because remember when jb was leaving we was he was trying to look up for a place and he said um his mom can't work uh she doesn't have a home to basically pass it on to them and that made me thought of jb i'm like damn how many black people are in this situation like that old woman and it looked like her neighborhood is, like, she's, like, the only oldest, I don't know, house that's hers and like, all the neighborhoods are trying to change, like, skyrise
0: places. Yep. It's like that. It's like that at Hilton Head. If you guys ever get a chance to go to Hilton Head, South Carolina, like, you can go there and, like, visit. Like, I've been there to visit before, but I will say, like, obviously, like, most people can't afford to buy a house in Hilton Head, not today. Yeah, cause I'm like, why you gonna ch- try to take this old woman's
6: like house? Like, just let her pass that shit up to her kids. Whatever kids or grandkids don't have a home, you-, you want them to live on the streets or some shit? And then you have like the the media. CNN puts it. Out. I'm like, I was surprised at you. CNN basically puts it out, and those guys they backed off because a bunch of black celebrities showed up, and that looks so fucking bad. Cause you're going after a 90 year old woman. A piece of land. I, I'm telling you, Sabrina, if you want to make sure that they don't do this ever again to anybody that has a piece of land to their name, people should be protesting every fucking day until they say they give up.
0: Not only that, but guys, do you know how significant it is to have land in your family since the 1800s? Huge. We're talking about yeah. during like slavery.
6: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm like, how many people? How many people did they help to build that home, though? A lot of freed slaves i mean i was talking to roger on on, on twitter uh, yeah on twitter dms and he he was talking about free land free men, freedmen i thought he was talking about free land from you know the you no know, what was that, that tv show called black lightning because it kind of looks like that makes he was explaining to me that like, freedmen is just the word for black men that were free right and i was surprised yeah. when i heard that name in in, in the video
0: yeah but that, that's a big win, though, right, Ashura? The fact that they said that on CNN. So more people are going to hear that name. They're going to hear the word Friedman. You know what I mean? So that's going to get more. Uh-oh, Roger dropped. Oh, there he is. Um, that's going to get more attention now. Because more people are going to look that up. That's why I explained that when I covered it, like what Friedman meant. Just in case people tuning in had never heard that before. and was like, oh, what does that mean? Because that's going to get more more eyes now i think anyway
6: mm-hmm. yeah and uh, lastly before i basically uh i knew myself did you see the video on jimmy Dore about the uh libertarian that, black libertarian that wants um he wants reparations
0: yeah i did see, i saw that i thought it was a good conversation
6: uh n- the people in the chat not, not not so much uh i remember Dwayne said this at one point that jimmy Dore was doing a video and the chat just dropped, like the people just dipped the moment Jimmy Dore says, I'm, I support reparations and people dip. So I saw that video. I sent you the video. Uh, I DM'd you it. And then I said, well, I couldn't see it on the YouTube channel because Jimmy tends to, he does his, some videos are on, on uh, Rumble. He doesn't put them on YouTube. And I thought it's because he was that, that YouTube, that Rumble video was getting so much fucking hate from the people in the chat. Not one fucking person on Rumble was, was pro reparations. Everybody was fucking saying a bunch of slimy fucking racist shit. Like there's a book where he talks about, they talk about reparations. And that's one trope that comes up and says, what the fuck did you do to own reparations?
8: I mean, considering the majority of audiences that are on Rumble, is it really any surprise that they would have that stance? Yeah, well,
0: yeah it's, a, it's a it's a right wing. Like I know they're, they brought on more left voices. Mm hmm. Which is it's interesting, though, because they brought on a channel. I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but he was really big on YouTube, Black guy. And he talks about, like, academics. They brought academics onto Rumble. And I was shocked. I was like, and he's one of the Rumble exclusive channels. So I was shocked. I'm like, are people going to tune into academics on Rumble? Because it is more like right wing. But I think they're trying to change that. That's why they're bringing over from people. But to your point, like, that doesn't surprise me if that criticism came over, you know, on Rumble. That doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, I will say that um, I think that it it's unfortunate because I, like, I noticed it, like, the numbers dropped. Like, because JB contacted me and was like, that 5,000 people stopped watching. When yeah. That conversation took place. That's unfortunate because he had a message for everybody. It wasn't just about reparations for, uh, you know, uh, freedmen. It was also about he said for white people who say, "Well, we're poor. What about us?" He also told them what they could get too.
6: Yeah, yeah. He said he 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 was basically doing it for both sides. Even though I kind of say like, "What's the reparation for white people?" They got there. Like, like poor whites didn't have slaves. It was the rich people that had slaves. Like the rich people who. At some point, they transcended to the point where they have giant fucking companies. Like it could be Walmart, it could be whatever fucking uh, company that you know today. They may have been like slave owners at the time, so the poor white people they were there to just you know hype up the fact that people own slaves. And and and, uh, and the point about it, he was so he was so nice, but this a point where Pasta looked like he was annoyed, but by, by the talking, he was fidgeting. He wanted the guy, he wanted the guy to end. And then when the video finally came on youtube i thought okay youtube is mostly mostly left yeah some left isn't there's mostly left people on youtube this video is gonna get some breather uh-oh same shit happens yeah yeah comment section is the same fucking shit people don't fucking want to hear reparations they they they're no. people garbage
0: People don't want to hear for a lot. I'm sorry, but I've been I've been saying this for a while. This is not just an issue on the right. We saw this shit happen through the Bernie Sanders movement, because that was another thing that was brought up was the reparations issue. And we saw this happening in real time where Bernie Sanders didn't agree with it. And not only did Bernie not agree with it, but let's keep it real. There were other left commentators that didn't agree with it as well. Yeah. Once, once you start bringing up, like, a black agenda, like, that kind of stuff, no, nah, forget it.
7: I think, like, plus time yeah. can be a good kind of kind of litmus test if, if someone is, is a real progressive or not.
6: Yeah, it, it's fucking sad, though. It reminds me what you said about, uh, what's her name, uh, the Asian woman that's on Rumble. Uh, you mentioned it every time. Kim Iverson, is that what her name is?
8: Kim Iverson, yeah. Yeah,
6: yeah. And you said that Kima Everson, when she gets she wants to get rid of the fucking trolls and the racists, she basically brings a fucking topic up just to just to see which one of them is, is basically the fucking troll and get them out of there. <laughs> and I'm like, why doesn't Jimmy fucking do that? It's
8: the bait. It's the bait that you need, yeah. <laughs> I'm
6: like, why does he doesn't do that? Just fucking weed out the fucking trolls, the racists, and just and just basically keep the audience you have, the ones who want to listen want to learn. And I feel like some people just don't want to learn. They want to listen. They won't do anything. You can give them the message, but then they don't want to be there when it's 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 time to basically do something. You could talk about war, anti-war shit, and then you can go to anti-war. You say, okay, let's go, let's go do something else. Let's go have some black people. I'm sorry, man. I, I can't I can't be there. I mean, it's 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 a black thing, it's not a an everyone else thing. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Well, the thing is, is this is there moderators in the chat?
6: No, they're not moderate. Well, Steph and uh, what's her name? Uh got her name. Uh she's she's new to the Jimmy Dore show. She basically does sketch. They they read the chat.
0: So, right, but is there an actual moderator? No, they're in- not. I don't
6: think Jimmy doesn't want people to censor people. So well, then there you go. So yeah, but they even come after Steph. Like you know that Steph the monologue Vagina Fridays. She she clipped a video, put it there. Oh, they went for her. What? Yeah, Vagina Fridays. She clipped. She put a video one time on the Jimmy Dore show, like clip it, and I was watching it. And then a bunch of fucking sexist comments came after her. Why did Jimmy Dore basically give her a segment? Get her out of
8: (laughs) here.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. I
8: mean, mean, do they not know that that's his wife? I mean, (laughs) they
6: know. They know. They don't care. And and, and Uh, I just
8: think it's. I just think it's
7: a mistake to to pay too much attention to. To this fire hose, unmoderated chat on, on Jimmy Dore show, you know, you just you just get every friggin' crazy on the internet on
8: there. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, not much point, especially if it's not not moderated or anything, too. So yeah, it's
6: not moderate. He yeah. doesn't want to. Yeah, do yeah I
8: mean, you'd have to pay someone
7: like a a, a decent salary to try to moderate that chat because that
0: I chat mean, is wild. Because you I'm need like a team. <laughs>
8: I mean, Jimmy can afford it, I think. I mean, you know, just get like... Yeah, get but they also don't care. I mean, it's, it's That's you know, true. they they just ignore the non-paid ones, and I can't blame them. Sure, yeah. Fair enough. What's up, David? What's up, Eric? What's up, Sadie? <laughs> Good to see you both. Good to see everyone here. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that my, uh, you know, me bringing up Rocky and Bullwinkle kind of sparked a thing. It seems <laughs> a little bit of Moose and Squirrel. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, like what's funny too, is like, I've been doing some, uh, voiceover dubs with, uh, some voiceover friends of mine. Like, you know, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm, I'm a voiceover artist as well as, you know, kind of, uh, you know, working within the gaming industry as well on the very freelance kind of basis, but, uh, I do all sorts of things, but voiceover is one of them. And um, one of the things I, I recently did, which uh, I believe the video should be coming out tomorrow, I want to say, my friend's working on it. Uh, we dubbed over the what was it 1973 Robin Hood Disney film, uh, like a scene from it. Um, I'm not sure if you remember that at all, sappy, like the 1973 Robin Hood.
0: <laughs> I think we saw it in school.
8: Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that. I mean that still is, but it was one of my favorite. Um, favorite disney movies growing up and you know I, I was thinking back like as i was doing that scene it's like wow is it really any wonder that i have the ideology that i do considering that i grew up on someone who robbed from the rich to feed the, you know to give to the poor <laughs> you know <laughs> so um and obviously like the scene that we did was kind of like playing up to that like i played um uh, i play as little john and, he, and uh and my friend was, was was Robin's, and i remember there was like a line where it's just like uh you know something rob and i was just wondering Like, are we good guys or bad guys? You know, I mean, uh, us robbing the rich to feed the poor. You know, so I kind of gave him, like, a bit of the almost kind of like an everyman blue collar (laughs) thing anyway. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it was a fun thing. But, um, yeah, like, I I was was thinking, like, as I was bringing up, like, the whole Russophobia, like, in our pop culture and media, like, all throughout, you know, not, not only the years, but the decades um, also too, since I, you know, again, I, I run into video game circles and I, I you know, I remember seeing, uh, stories popping up that was basically highlighting how Activision was using the call of duty franchise, basically to, um, you know, help enlist like young kids into the military, like using it as, a, as a, as a recruitment tool, effectively. Um, and, uh, Snopes was one of the articles that, that, um, that I pulled up here. Uh, it's like a 2019 article, You're like, you won't find an article like this today. But the um, the headline says "Call of Duty accused of promoting anti-Russian propaganda." This is Snopes, <laughs> and um, I'll 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 just read the uh, like like just two paragraphs I like I highlighted here because I, I you know th- this is kind of the crux of it I think you might find interesting. That uh, mm-hmm. What's that?
6: No, uh, the whole uh, recruiting people through video games—it's not new. Call
8: of Duty does it.
0: No, I knew, I oh, knew yeah. that, yeah. but I didn't. But there's—he's saying they were anti.
8: Yeah, there's like anti-Russian propaganda. that They're being like oh, accused yeah,
0: of here. I've never
6: played Call of Duty, so I don't know what the aim is to it.
8: Yeah, it, I played it, enough of them to kind of get a sense of that. Pretty much, it's like oh, oh, okay, wait,
6: David. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I do find it weird that your cartoon image looks like David Doe. And like,
8: oh, that is the worst kind of comment i could ever get but I, mean, I, will, I, will, I will hold it against you because i could see it as well and now i'm like do i need to change my avatar because like I, I use that to promote my voiceover work so. i'm sorry man <laughs> don't need to people be, be like are you the david Dole of voiceovers like no david
6: absolutely david not. David <laughs> not i'm like Give me Dole, <laughs> david Dole's in the chat he's basically he's-
8: David Dole has left the chat. <laughs> uh, so the, the, the two paragraphs I want to highlight here from that article, like the anti-Russian article, um, says here, uh, the controversy surrounds a scenario in the game called Highway of Death. The player, as an embedded CIA operative overlooking a Middle Eastern desert highway, is told how the Russians bombed it, killing the people trying to escape. The scenario resembles an incident at the 1990 Gulf War, also called the Highway of Death, when the united states and its allies attacked a large retreating iraqi convoy in highway 80 that resulted in mass casualties and later accusations against the, the american military for undue force but the game crucially places russians rather than americans as responsible for the killing this allusion to a russian-made atrocity has led to accusations against activision the games production company for blatant Russophobia. In a predictable clash between an American developer and the Russian media, the game has been denounced by Russian journalists and gamers as pure U.S. propaganda. So um, I found that pretty interesting, and I could share that with you, too, if you're interested in checking out the rest of that article. Savvy, 29 but, uh, but was yeah. a long time ago, huh? <laughs> it feels like ages ago, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is funny
6: that uh, Marvel Comics does have Russian, Russian heroes and villains Plus, you got the MCU with Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow. And then you got oh, the yeah. new Russians. You got the new Russians that are going to join the, some team called the Thunderbolts. I yes. wonder how that shit's going to work. The whitewashed
8: now. Russians, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, how's that going to work now? You got three Russians up, up in that team.
8: I know, right? Yeah. It's, uh, By it's... the
6: way, David, since you say you're into the video game thing, what's yeah. about that thing that happened with the female, female gamers back in the day?
8: Like um, people, are I like, talking about Gamergate or yeah, Gamergate? Um, I mean, that is like a whole topic. I mean, that is like a whole lot of things you can unpack. Like depending on what kind of but angle you want to go. I go exactly. Think, I think
7: Gamergate.
8: David's. I think David's done a whole podcast episodes. I have on that. actually. Yeah, I
7: actually
4: have. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
8: DM me. It. Yeah, yeah, sure. We can like, uh, you know, catch up and like talk about it for sure. I mean, like I love to talk with you more anyway, because I, you know, I love your work anyway and um, I like what you do and stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like one other thing too, Savvy, I wanted to bring up was uh, what I DM'd you as well in terms of RFK's upcoming books <laughs> um, as well. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, RFK doesn't have just one book coming out, but several and he's had books coming out uh, recently as well. Um I was uh, commenting on someone else's YouTube channel. I think I think it was like on, on the uh, the Brianna Joy Gray uh, bad faith uh, 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 bad faith episode. Uh, I, I said here, like the purpose of RFK's campaign is to raise a stock before selling a series of books. He just released VAx on VAx, which came out August 29th and has Saint. Francis of Assisi September 26th, the Wuhan cover up, uh, which is going to be October 10th, Robert Small's American Hero, which is October 17th. And Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, American hero, which is going to be November twenty first. So yeah, it's kind of (laughs) a. It's kind of not seeing like how um, speed readers. I guess speed readers. He must be a speed writer. (laughs) I I guess so. I mean, that or more likely, he has a whole team of people writing books for him, (laughs) just using his name. Yes, or AI of ghost writers. Yes.
7: (laughs) I (laughs) mean, what's that, Noel? She said AI, but oh, AI AI writers.
8: Yeah, no, the, yeah, AI's AI not that good yet. We're still a long ways away from that. But I mean, AI then, and then ghostwriters to clean it up. Yeah, their writer, the, like he, their, their I job know,
6: I, I wonder how much money he's paying It's kind of funny though, because you know whose audience that he's looking for with those books, especially the
8: Fauci thing. Yeah, yeah, like the American hero, like American stories of real Americans and all, all that stuff. So yeah. I like yeah that. taking on
7: everybody except the billionaires
8: and the bankers right, <laughs> right. well you know i gotta keep those super PAC people happy so <laughs> you know? I mean, it's,
6: it's the first time i heard that what sabrina said that he doesn't want to tax billionaires i know he's chummy with all these small billionaires like in, in uh and in, in, in silicon valley and pasta saying it doesn't matter because they're just small billionaires i'm like they're corrupt who cares
8: right or like people saying that like uh what's it that he's uh, he's against big pharma because of his stance on vaccines but uh, yeah you know, he, like he's he's he's, not, he's he's not for like he's not for for universal healthcare system so you know how 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 against like big pharma is he really like when when uh you got that stance you know
6: He didn't even give uh his health care but he just boulder's wife past it when jimmy Doyle asked him about it. <laughs> do you can't do you want Medicare for all he says right. no. He asked him a question about his healthcare plan, and he bulldozed her right over He said, Yeah, I got a plan, and he bulldozed Jimmy over it.
8: Right, right. But we'll talk about Israel all day, every day. So. <laughs> 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 my good friends in Israel funding my campaign. Aren't they great?
0: <laughs> no, what's Sabrina. his name? Oh. Uh, what's the guy from. Um, what's the guy? Not Keaton, but Russell from Dude Dissidents. He imitates R. K. Junior. and Russell will be like.
6: Oh, he had a good skit this week. Like he, he was like a Frenchman. Like uh, I, I saw like, that. I morning. saw <laughs> that. I was like the yeah. Marquis Du Dobbin. I'm like, fuck no, this is gonna be a skit. There's no fucking way he's got some
0: rich. I saw <laughs> that. Russell will be like, my father's said, and I'm just like, man. And I said to myself too. I, I was telling um, I was telling my husband about this, and I was like. If I hear this guy say one more time what his father said, or what his uncle said, I'm like, (laughs) dude, like, let that shit go. (laughs) I
8: mean, some some upcoming YouTuber is going to do, like, a really great RFK impression and just make, like, a whole bunch of videos with that. Just like, um, there was, like, that one guy who did a really good Obama, and he just did all these, like, Obama parodies, and he just basically made a whole career for himself online. If he don't stop, I'm
6: gonna start calling him Megan McCain. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about dad all the
8: time. Yeah, Um, my daddy. Well, it's not
6: just her. It's not to him. There's also Marianne. Always brings up dead presidents as if they're all were good people.
8: (laughs) Right.
6: Oh, I thought she was talking about money.
3: Um,
8: I know. Yeah. I mean, like, it it really does feel like though, like, like you know, as as far as like with the RFK book thing though that everyone involved is like trying to like just like sell books basically, instead of like actually running a real campaign for any sort of particular change to benefit people. That's what it looks like. Um, or like, it's yeah. all like, I mean, like I, together, you know, it's, yeah. It, it, yeah it, it really is. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's either like, it's either like a grab for power or a grab for money by, by profiting off of their campaigns and, you know, raising money while also selling books while they're on the campaign trail uh, in the case of, Mary- of Marianne Williamson and RFK. Um, and again, it seems like the only person who's really not doing any of that, or is not beholden to anyone, or not corrupt, is Cornel West, pretty much. So,
6: well, Marianne pushed her book back by a year. I'm like, well, you push it by a year, that's like 2024. You're still gonna probably
8: no, no, she'll still capitalize on her name. No, yeah, no, no. totally, totally. But yeah, that's it. So thanks for All having right, me up. Thank you so much, David. <laughs> Absolutely. Good talking to you, David. <laughs>
9: um,
6: when I said discourage. Um, from um, discouraged countries from joining uh, BRICS, I didn't mean um, Ukraine wanting to join BRICS. I meant uh, discourage other countries from joining BRICS um, with them trying to weaken um, Russia. With, with you know with Mitt Romney talking his spiel about,
10: "Oh, we got to fight Russia." Oh, um,
6: that's what I
0: oh okay gotcha. Sorry about that. So
6: number two, Eric. So here, here's the thing. So you was talking about, um, your attorney general and secretary of state said, uh, can't do this initiative or you know, to limit, um, regulate money in, in politics to Supreme court. Um, I think you were looking at the glass half full, half empty instead of half full. I've always said the way around that until we get an amendment in the U S constitution to regulate big money is to do ballot, ballot initiative and law and all that stuff to make uh, public financing robust and competitive and on, on par, if not almost on par, with big money. You see what I'm saying? So there, there still is a way. I don't
11: know. Who
1: the hell is Tixley? Yeah,
7: the, the, the problem is, is the... These corporations and the billionaires are, have stolen all our money. I mean, they're, they're so huge and, and so powerful. I mean, I'm, I'm totally for public financing and all that stuff. But I, I just think, yeah, well, but I guess it's, you know, I, I just think we need to take this money stuff head on. Well, I mean, what we really needed is is a movement that, you know, encompasses all these things you know and,
6: I, I hate you.
7: And, and you know that that's I was really, just, it's, so. yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: yeah. yeah 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 and i was just trying to um i just felt that you were looking at the glass half empty instead of fat half full that's all there there, there still is stuff we can do until we get that uh movement for a u.s constitutional amendment um all- yeah i all- mean stuff. you know
7: it's, it's also problematic in, in that the big money interests will also use their money and power against the ballot measures and right of now course. they they can yeah. basically spend unlimited amounts against against ballot measures and so viewing okay. the the one the, the one main tool to use as ballot measures i think is is problematic because you know they're going to end up getting crushed by the big money But, you know, like I said, I'm all for it, but I think it needs to be holistic. It needs to be a movement.
4: Yeah.
6: I'm not not refuting that. But what I'm saying is, you're always going to have big money. It doesn't always mean that they're going to win. When something is popular, something is just popular. You know what I mean? I've seen many ballot initiatives going through these things, defeating big money despite being outspent. You know what I mean? But that's just that's just what the fight is you know what i'm saying um
7: yeah just oh, got to bring it all together you know into a big movement and i'm hoping yeah. you know cornell can that dr west can kind of hook in hook into that <laughs> and and make it you know something specific yeah, but you know you what focusing i focusing on corruption
6: understood but i'm i'm through with trying to depend on politicians to do it i got i put a plan out that oh by the way um I talked to Justin, uh, Sabrina. So he didn't get a chance to look at what I had uh, sent him, that thing that I sent you. Um, okay. But, but he's, he's, he's going to look at it. He said Rick is usually the one that uh, handles that stuff or whatever the case is. But I'm just not with the, you know, like, I'm not going to put my eggs in one basket with, with you know, we got the new uh, Obama, the new Bernie, the new squad today. And where today it's... West, you know what i mean i'm getting out of that i want i had something there I, i'll send it to you eric i have something there where we can depend more on community rather than politicians to to get these to get this thing yeah in.
7: i mean i'm all for that and like i said i want it to be a big movement that encompasses everything the the, right. the thing that, that i'm looking at is that i feel like if we don't democratize our government you know if we don't get it out of, of the hands of these evil oligarchs it's they're going to kill us all i mean it's you know this is literally a matter of survival so i i i don't see just just giving up that fight as as an option
4: (laughs) Uh,
6: um so oh oh, also um about the uh about uh bricks um two bricks one the brick to the face and two those those other uh nations right yeah Um,
7: it's all about the bricks
6: so, so here's the thing. When she was talking about no men came to uh, her rescue or whatever, I've known plenty of situations, not me personally, but I've seen people say this, that they see some, some, some woman getting like fucked up by her husband or a man or whatever the case is. They come over there to help them. And before you know it, the woman is turning against him. And they both start fighting the guy that was trying to help her. So you end up seeing that, you know, I'm just staying out of this next time. You know what I mean? So that's an issue also where, you know, a lot of these women, you go to try to help. And then they're like, get off my man. You know, and then they start fighting you. Okay. Um, Now the other bricks.
0: But there was Um, no, there was no, I'm sorry. There was no get off my, this wasn't a get off my man situation though.
6: No, 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 it wasn't. And what I'm saying is that's usually. Oh yeah, I hear where you're coming from. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, like, you know, I'm just do that again, though, Roger. Do that. Get off my man. Well, that's when the man is getting his ass whooped. Then she has feelings for him. It's it's that Stockholm right, 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 right. Oh, get off my man. Um. <laughs> the other now, the other thing. Uh, so I was watching, um your comrade Joe uh, James today and he was talking about BRICS right and i was saying you know what cuz he was saying oh this is a mutu- this is like a mutual aid among nations i was just like no it's a it's a um, global intergovernmental cooperative because even though both they're both siblings cuz they are hor- they practice horizontalism the main difference between me- the, the the one word that separates mutual aid from cooperatives is commerce and these guys are not really
0: doing mutual so yeah oh I think you're cutting out Roger let me while you're doing that let me bring in Anthony Anthony you're on the mic go ahead and unmute
12: oh hey how's it going good to be here
0: hey how are you
12: great great I could be the last call in maybe not maybe so we don't know could be the second to last. I was just thinking about a Labor Day yesterday, and, man, that was crazy. I actually had to work, but only four hours, not eight. So that wasn't too bad. But I, they, we also had a Labor Day parade here in Detroit, and I went to that, and it's kind of – they had a lot of union people, UAW, uh, Teamsters, AFL, CIO. Teachers, a um, every union, I guess, IBEW, you know, carpenters, millwrights, whatever. And I went to the labor parade, and all these politicians were there too—Democrats from Michigan, tons of these politicians—and it was ridiculous. And I guess Rome was there too. I didn't even realize, but uh, I saw he posted up some uh, t- a tweet about that. So that's cool. Yeah, but,
0: he was. Yep.
12: Yeah, I would have said, "Hey, I didn't realize," because I I went up uh, to the stage and I was um, heckling these politicians. Basically, I had I held up a sign that said uh, "Ukraine War Pigs" because they had several Congress people come out, including uh one who was in the CIA. You know when they always say AOC donated money to corporate Democrats, well they forget they mention that it included CIA Democrats and uh one of them was there speaking and she's corporate as hell and they all voted against the railroad thing so i don't except a talib who was there too squad and she was yeah, locked arm, arm in arm with the cia person and <laughs> the parade and uh the, the the cia person's running for senate u.s senate I, they'll probably win too sadly so um it was a really shitty affair, but I held up my sign Ukraine war pigs and they had the mic turned so loud, though, that my heckling wasn't really effective. But it was funny it, the the UAW president is like September 15th. If, if uh, it's going to be a strike, if we don't you know, get our demands, September 15th. And then Biden says, "Uh, I don't think it, you have to worry about a strike. So they're going to be sold out so hard. Labor. It's so embarrassing.
0: Yeah, no, I was really proud of Rome because he he did message us and say he was going to try to get some interviews out there. Um, and it's, it's just it's pretty cool that he was able to get out there on the ground because I know he's he's so busy. He's got so much going on. Um, but it was great to see him go out there because I was like, oh, yeah, but I'm like really like I'll, I'll tell you one thing. We'll see what happens with the UAW um, strike. But like I said before, guys, like this is a big one.
6: Hey, uh, Sabrina, did you see the <clears throat> newspaper that was like smearing you guys at RBN? They, they put you on the far left <laughs> panel of the.
0: That's not, that's not a smear, that's a badge of honor. Uh, yeah, yeah. But to, them, that, to them, that's
6: a smear. That's a smear. Uh, it's funny that they put TYT close to Lee Camp. I'm like, fuck. Like, they should be in Kuwait, right in the middle and uh i know this because kyle kalinsky was talking about it and kyle Kalinske was he was pissed uh he was pissed he was not put on that list but he says he wasn't pissed but he was you can tell by his tone but i noticed that when he's reading the people on the uh, on the on the, the paper he does he, he, he says oh this newspaper's on the far right but when it comes to the far left side he doesn't even bring rb up oh yeah i covered that in fact that clip comes out tomorrow Okay, I didn't know. I didn't think you covered
0: that part. It was it was at the very. It's very short clip. It was at the beginning of the stream, um, but I I threw that in there because Eric. I told Eric last minute. I was like, "Hey, they just sent me this. Let me throw this in here and cover this," because um, I did see that that he was upset that he wasn't mentioned, but then he also goes on to say it's not a big deal. Yeah,
6: that, right. that, like,
0: that was bullshit. He he fucking wants to be there. Exactly. It was, it was very telling. Oh yeah. He'll do whatever he can to not mention RBN. Yeah, he, will I'm right. not, he will not mention our name because he doesn't want his audience to know who we are. But here's the thing. I got to tell you guys something funny. One of the things that I mentioned when I did talk about this is the fact that even by not mentioning our name, if you look at the comment section, there were people saying, it was funny because I took a screenshot and I showed it to the guys There were people saying like, oh, um, this actually makes me want to check out RBN now. Yeah. Because the thing is, even though he didn't mention us, that doesn't really matter because when he talks about who's on the far left and he mentions Lee Camp, we were right next to Lee Camp. We were further to the left than Lee Camp. So obviously that's going to raise questions for people, make people think, oh, what's that other channel over there? Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) but he blew it up. I don't,
6: I, I think it was, it was, uh, he blew it up. It was just enough for you to say, for it this right RBN. I'm pretty sure of it. I don't know if the logo has RBN written on it, but I'm pretty sure if people look it up, they'll probably figure out who that is. But it's ridiculous the fact that he doesn't mention you guys. But I, I guess not mentioning you and just showing the logo is enough to get people, uh, interested to know who you guys are. And, and, and I, I was wondering, was that paper talking about domestically? Because there was a bunch of uh, topics they talked about how people might be biased. And Nick likes to say, yes, I am biased. I am biased because I am anti-war. I basically want people to leave the Democratic
0: Party, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of funny, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 really funny because, like I said, if you look at the comments, obviously and, and I think other people commented and said, you guys... Kyle tries not to mention RBN. I mean it was the other thing too I think that may have happened. I don't think he looked I think he he saw that article and probably looked for himself and didn't see himself there, but I don't think he realized when he first looked at that article that we were there. Cuz you can tell when he's reading it, he pauses. He says, "Oh, there's Lee Camp right there." And um and then he he pauses. That's what I was making fun of because he doesn't want he doesn't want to say our name because he knows what will happen if he says our name. Then our, his audience is gonna be like, "Oh, let me check." Because reality is, we're a smaller channel. This is what I was saying before about smaller channels trying to talk shit about other small channels. It doesn't make sense because the thing is, is like, if anything the smaller channels should be in support of each other. And that's how it used to be. All of us used to be in support of each other, like Vanguard, Jackson Hinkle, like Franco, like all of us used to work together. For those of you who are new and don't know, all of us used to be on the same page. We may not have always agreed, but it was this kind of this code where like, we're the smaller channels, we're gonna stick together. But that started to change over time when people started to meet other people in this space, bigger and they decided that that was the direction that they wanted to go so the thing is is that if you're a big channel the rule of thumb is that if you don't want your viewers to hear a different view that's also on the left you don't ever mention that channel so that's why he paused so that he wouldn't say our name but it still don't matter because the thing is, everybody can see there was a channel on there that was further to the left of Lee Camp. So that makes people, that's what I was saying. I was like, I already saw some of the comments that said, this makes me want to check out Revolutionary Blackout Network now.
6: Yeah, because I was I was going to ask you like, do you really think he knows who you are? Because I know Nick says his yes. wife is-
0: Yes, are you kidding me?
6: I haven't Does seen he, him. Do we
0: think he know who we are? Guys, Crystal Ball follows us.
6: Yeah, that's what I said. Cristobal follows you. I don't know if he knows who you guys are. Maybe Hassan, well, I know no, you
3: guys
0: used to go out. No, sure. He knows exactly who we are. They're married. Oops. Anthony, I didn't mean to kick you. I messed up. Anthony, come back in the queue. I'll put you back in. i meant to put uh Roger as a speaker. He knows Calculus. He knows exactly who we are. Think about this now. <laughs> Think about this. I've been on I've been on Rising s- several times. I was just on bad faith. JB has been on bad faith. All of us, actually, all of us have been on bad faith. Okay, so think about this. We've been on Vanguard and we know they watch Vanguard. We used to go on Vanguard. Like that used to be a more more common thing. They know exactly who we are. They just won't mention our name because we're for the same reason why they won't mention the name of Midwestern Marks. Now, come on. You think they know who Vanguard is, but they don't know who RBN is, and we got more subscribers than Vanguard? Crystal followed us when we were FHL, when we were Fred Hampton leftists. Crystal was following us back then when we had less than 5,000 subscribers. They have known who we are for a long time.
6: Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what? Ever since... I think this app is holding a grudge against me because I said it sucked. I got <laughs> times. I'm up here talking. I don't know what the last thing you heard me say was. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. Hello? Yeah,
0: because I brought in- what, what <laughs> what yeah, it. I brought in- you cut out and I brought yeah. it. You, you cut know. out
6: and I brought it. In- was- I don't know what the last thing you heard me say was, though. I don't know. I
4: don't remember.
6: Oh, by the way, nice interview with um, on system Update, Sabrina. That was good. With, yeah. With uh, what's his name, Greenwall. Greenwall, Yeah. And I and I wish though that 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 video that Brianna Joy Gray put on 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 Twitter, not Twitter, YouTube. I wish it was much longer because there's a point that she cuts the video. I'm like, God damn it! I'm pretty sure there was much things that Sabrina was gonna say.
0: It. It was about it was about an hour.
6: Yeah, it was like 52 minutes, maybe? Or, no, no, 20 minutes. You gotta pay your five
4: bucks oh, for that. that
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that defeats the purpose of the Patreon episode. But I've seen
6: Brianna Jorib place like one hour videos. Uh, what does it take? A, a week before she puts it on,
0: or what?
4: That's,
0: no, mm-hmm. not really, because when we were on there as RBN before that last time, it wasn't an hour either.
4: Yeah.
6: And uh, well, it's a the very one, uh,
7: capitalist way to run your podcast, but
6: <laughs> I mean, I would say do it both ways. If you got people diehards that want to watch you on Patreon, just leave. I it mean,
7: it, it it's one thing to to put extras on on Patreons or for the members, but but to make it so like the <clears throat> a bunch of your content is is paid. I don't know. very capitalistic as i'll leave it at that when most people
0: in the space do it that way though we're the only we're one of the few that don't but most people do it that
7: way well russell brand never did right
0: no russell Uh, Joe rogan didn't no no joe rogan
7: got big and when he used to be on youtube he he put everything out now it changed i mean he did the big buy-in you know to the um, to Spotify, but before that, I, I that because it used to be like, like it was like a thing with him and Jimmy Dore. Like Jimmy Dore would be behind the paywall, and, and, and Rogan wasn't. And it was like, well, Rogan did okay,
6: but Dude do Dissidents doesn't do it. They they put
0: both paywall and free. Smaller channels don't do that because it's not. It doesn't make sense for us to do that, but the, mm-hmm. the larger channels do. Most oh, of them no. do. So like for example. Even like um, even like Russell Brand, the clips that I show you on YouTube, that's not the full video. Yeah,
7: yeah. Well, well that's what he he's doing now. The full
0: one.
7: Before he yeah. went to Rumble, I think everything was up. But yeah, yeah know
6: right. he Although
7: although he puts everything on Rumble, and you, you can watch that for free, right? You just get it. ads, but yep. Oh, by the no, way,
0: no. Idea. Some of it is on even on Rumble. That's not the full thing. Because some of it is on locals. There's stuff on locals that's not on Rumble, and that you do have to pay for.
7: Right, but that's that's the interactive stuff, the local stuff. Like not not all Greenwell of it. Does it.
0: Not mm. not all of it, from what I from what I understand. So I think that every all of them all of the bigger ones have something that's paywall, from what I've seen.
7: Yeah, I mean, with, with, the, with the whole locals thing, like you were saying, it, it's problematic to just jump to it because. I guess the locals thing is basically members only, right? And uh um, right. yeah. I thought, yeah, and you don't want yeah. you don't want this to be members, you know, paying members only.
0: No, no, I don't do that. No, uh,
7: I mean no, it's all about
0: who your it's all about who your audience is too. Like a lot of people that watch me are working class. Like people ain't got money to like pay for videos every week. Yeah, uh, the guy
6: that super chatted you on Friday, I think, Link Lauren, he he, he basically called in on the uh, new dissidents. Man, did he had dirt on, on those people at the breaking points. Apparently, he called out that, that guy, Harry, for the racist comments against uh, Cornell West. And he tweeted at him. And then a few minutes later, before he, we went to go on breaking points, maybe 24 hours or more, a couple of minutes, they told uh, take that tweet down, or you won't be coming on the show. And they got a—they're protecting Harry over, <coughs> against this guy. And you notice that if I, I rewatch the video, you notice Crystal was literally, basically, looking so proud at Harry as if they coached him. Exactly. It reminds me of that video where you had—I don't know if you showed this video. The one about oh, fuck. What the fuck is her name? The woman from the Virgin Islands. The one that's so fucked hot for for Matt Taibbi. The black woman. Uh, fucks her Stacey name. Stacy Plaskett. Yeah, taste Stacy Plaskett. There's a there's a video clip online where somebody says, "What the fuck is going on in the back of that video?" I think Jimmy talked about it where you see a woman in blue. That as taste Stacy was reading it, there's a woman in blue in the back that just like she's looking up in the in in, in the air and she's just mumbling her mouth and people are like joking in the comment section that's that that's the actual press uh, senator right there yeah
0: i saw that <laughs> uh, go ahead i want to let anthony finish because i had cut him off go ahead Anthony.
12: oh yeah i just uh guess talking about media i thought it was funny that they put lee camp lower on the less factual i don't know i mean I, I don't really watch him ever since graham elwood went crazy but I was wondering what that was about, and uh, they put you guys pretty much as right in line with Chris Hayes in terms of <laughs> truth fiction. I'm like, okay, whatever, that's just totally made up too.
7: Yeah, that's just some writer, editor, somebody's opinion of just throwing all that together.
12: Yep, all these uh, the media, the the media unions are ideas. gonna get sold out really hard.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, let's bring in Ado. Ado, you're on the mic.
13: Hi, Xavi, I'm so happy that you made another calling. I didn't get a chance to call for the last one, you know, like your farewell one. Um, but I'm glad you're back. Um, I'm I'm hoping that it's because you're missing us. Um. Yeah. So I have several things to say. Uh, one of them is that, um, so I think like, uh, on the, let's just start with this quick one. The Vanguard guys, I think they got co-opted by Ryan Green first before they were friends with, um, with Crystal and Kyle. Um, you, you remember like the, like Ryan Green was kind of like the first like big guest that they had on the show. And it's sort of weird that like when they were like, like no unknown to anybody like to most people like they were, like ryan grimm just came in and and talked to them and they were really excited and that's when they like he sort of like played the whole like access journalism on them you know what i mean hey it's i'm like, gonna, hey, I'm you gonna interview. interview and uh, and, uh, uh yeah. you myself
0: yeah i mean he was he came on the rbn too and he came on to my show as well but i think the difference is we didn't we didn't fall for that okie doke
13: <laughs> yeah so then the other thing i want to say is um on the i don't know if you watch uh jimmy Dore show last time um but there was one segment that he did on crystal ball and you know, Crystal Ball smashes Crystal Ball or whatever. And I sort of think like uh Jimmy Dore missed the whole point there. Like he I mean he was put on the criticism, but I think like the criticism was kind of halfway. It seems like he missed the point that, that Crystal Ball was trying to um uh you know uh make room for Marianne Williamson. And Jimmy Dore just didn't say that, like just didn't see it clear. Um she was obviously criticizing the third party option, but she said, Hey, you know, our way to like sort of influence in the Democratic Party or in the system is through the primaries. And who is in the primaries? Of course, Marianne Williamson, like you know, the person who married her and and Kyle. And so that was the sort of part that, that was missing. That was a whole big elephant in the room. I don't uh that like Jimmy Dodge just didn't see it. Or maybe he saw it, but you know, he's been very tepid about criticizing Marianne and uh, RFK Jr., unlike the way he has gone after Cornel West. I don't know if I'm misreading that, or but uh, what do you guys think?
6: I don't think that was misreading. I, I, I think he heard it. he just didn't care about the Marianne part. As for the RFK part, you are right. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for Jimmy Dore to critique RFK, <laughs> the same way he fucking critiques Cornel West. That's like two shots where he has done it. I'm still waiting for a, for, for a, for a RFK bashing because uh, as Sabrina said, like this guy's not, he's not for healthcare. Um, he's he basically up. chumming up to the Plus he's What's with me with this <laughs> guy. <laughs>
4: mm.
0: Well, Cornell West is supposed to be on Jimmy Dore's show tomorrow night.
7: Yeah, was a good, yeah, was a good, that's going to be gonna be a good thing. Think. I, we're, I'm getting we're getting a, a feedback, feedback from your, your mic, Sabrina, Sabrina. Echo. Maybe there's something you can turn down a little bit, but yeah, we'll, we'll really see tomorrow when um, um, when Jimmy interviews Cornell West, and you know that'll. <laughs> I, I, I hope <laughs> we'll see. I hope an
6: apology is said there. Hmm. I hope he apologizes twice. Because the first time I was like, okay, fine, Cornell messed up on the uh, the the uh, the CNN thing, right? He he basically thought that they're gonna be nice to him, but the moment you run against the party, they fucking put a you're you're gonna bullseye on your on your fucking forehead. But the second one, where like that woman said, um, they just he just mentioned Cornell's name just out of fucking blue, and you start you know go ranting on it.
7: Yeah, I mean, I guess I just hope he. Makes it clear that that Dr. West is is the only real option.
13: Um. So then the other, the other thing, thing,
0: is, thing. Go ahead, Edu. do.
13: thing I want to. thing I want to. Um. 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 Time um, um, so getting. So I'm getting, so I'm getting so so yeah, and then the other thing is a question. Um, I don't know if you have also been covering uh what happened. I I sorry, I haven't been watching your show, so probably you have, and I have missed it. Um, the you know the coup d'état in in Gabon. Um, you know, so it's like uh it's a thing like in West Africa and then south South West Africa kind of like people are sort of talking about like this new um spring, you know um. African Spring, I guess, you know, like, like the Arab Spring, uh, of, uh, you know, just people revolting against, you know, dictatorships and stuff. But I, I, I do have a question there, though. Um, and it's sort of like the sort of sustainability of these processes because, you know, um, as much as we want, like, people's, um, rights being vindicated and people rising up, um, uh, you know, against oppression and all of that, you know, that, that doesn't, you know, leave, you know, that doesn't, that cannot be overlooked. I'm just wondering about the sustainability, about the way they're going about, which is, which are coup d'etats, you know, like no matter where, if it's a left wing, right wing or whatever, like a coup d'etat is a coup d'etat. And, um and uh, I'm just wondering like whether, whether this process of just, you know, exercising a coup d'etat on these dictators are like a sustainable way for people to try to like grab power. Um, that That's just sort of something I'm wondering.
0: Um, yeah, I did cover it. Um, I don't know, like there's different opinions like about this because uh, when Margaret Kimberly was on RBN um, not too long ago, she said like she doesn't support uh, coups. And I think that's something to to think about as well. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can actually do a panel in reference to what's happening in Niger and Gabon, Um, hopefully with um, Nico and with uh, Margaret Kimberly and Colin from Indie News Network, um, just to get a a broader perspective. Because, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, you know, that there are these military coups that are rising up in these countries in Africa that are like pushing back against like this Western world right the western imperialism the west choosing their leaders or deciding who their leaders are going to be and i think that you know is that is that the right way to go i don't know um but it does say something like for the for the people because they're just they're tired of it and they just don't want to put up with this anymore and i think that um we might see more of this happen as time goes by
11: like like, like twice. Twice. Uh I, I, would I would say, say
6: cool, so. It's 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 the attention behind it. Is the intention to get get the colonizers off the land, or is it to basically control it from the back from, from the from the from the background? Because if you remember the, I think it was in Egypt, they they, they put this guy from the Brotherhood, Muslim Brotherhood, forget what his name was, and all of a sudden. You got this, like, what are the fucking what you call this movement? Like, I know that George Soros is behind those movements, like NGOs. An NGO just rose up, and all of a sudden, this guy was gone after maybe two weeks or two months in office. And they said that they wanted to have, like, relationship with Egypt. And they arrest the guy. They claimed that he was doing some corruption shit. And then, then you hear he died of COVID, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's there's a lot going on there. And I do want to bring back on um, more people that do cover Africa more and like Black Agenda reports really good at that. So I do want to bring Margaret Kimberly back on to talk more about that, to get her perspective about what maybe she thinks should be done um, instead of the coups, so to speak, because people can get hurt like in coups as well. It's not like it's just to kick this person out like other people can get hurt. So I think that's something to take into consideration. Um, but it'll be interesting to hear what she thinks now after what has happened in Gabon, because um when she came on RBN, that was in reference to Niger and that was before this coup took place in Gabon. So it'll be interesting to hear what she hears what she says about this one as well. Also, Nico, I don't know if you guys follow Nico House on Twitter, but if you don't follow Nico House, Nico and Nick have been killing it. With these hotspot clips that they do, they're like these two-minute short clips, perfect for TikTok, by the way. Um, that they do where they explain news in a very quick minute. And Nico has been covering what's happening in Niger in reference to uh, France as well, at least a couple times a week. So definitely, like follow Nico House on Twitter if you haven't been doing so.
6: Well, since so you. Too- since you talk with Nick, Sabrina, can you tell him to stop having that constipated face of his every time he's that basically hot. doing that hotspot? <laughs> <laughs> he always
4: has a always constipated, a constipated face.
6: face where he's like, where he's like, he's like he's like he's like it's not coming out. I'm like, bro, black like, bro, don't make that face, man. You when you like when I've seen Nick critique people, he's got a smile on his face, but he's got a constipated face on the hot spot.
0: I can mention it to him. I I don't think I'm gonna tell him he looks constipated, but I'll. <laughs> I can yeah, mention and, uh,
4: it.
6: I uh, gonna I gonna do some updates about the Nigeria thing because I, I it keeps popping up. I, I heard that the Nigeria they they attacked the French base. So, yeah, but I so want to do.
0: See, that's the thing. There's been updates. It seems like every other day. So what I want to do is I want to do that panel so we can just go through the everything from the very beginning of the coup, you know, till, till present day, because it just keeps, that's one of those things where I feel like it keeps changing like every other day. So we just got to stay on it, but definitely.
4: Yeah.
6: Yeah, Today, one of the, one of the security guards, he was showing me a a, a page from what he was reading on a website. Uh, now Nigeria is basically realizing that they have shit that uh, France wants, and now they're ma- they're asking France to pay twenty five percent
0: more for that uranium that they love so much. I heard about that. Yeah, I did yeah, hear yeah. about that. Yeah, I definitely want to get a chance to hash all this out in just one big panel, um, so we can get a full perspective on everything that that has happened from the beginning to the end um, because just so much has happened and it's hard to like keep track of everything cuz like there's so much happening globally every week it's hard to like keep up with everything unless you're only focused on global politics so like for example if you guys don't follow Danny Haiphong definitely follow Danny because Danny's channel is global politics right like he just talks about geopolitics and he focuses on those things all the time so he's able to do like the updates and everything so definitely follow him because that is his main thing also garland nixon and i don't know if you guys know but twitter has locked garland nixon out so garland nixon has been locked out of twitter for days so definitely like follow his channel on youtube because him and danny that's their thing like they cover geopolitics and they're really good at it
6: i thought garland nixon was back on twitter so they locked him out like is it the new guy, new person coming in that does Well, that? his
0: account is there, but he's locked out, meaning he cannot participate on Twitter.
6: Yeah, cuz I know Jimmy's having that problem. He said he got hacked.
13: So on the thing on the idea Sabri, I think it's a really great idea, and I think it's important if I if I may give a suggestion about the topics, I mean or like the sort of context that uh, you can place during that forum uh, of that conversation is sort of like what people really care or where they're coming from, because I think like sometimes um, there's a little bit of, of, of confusion when it comes to being anti-imperialist and being leftist. I don't think that necessarily are going in the same line. Um, I see that in the example of someone like, you know, leftists or some journalists or I don't know what, or anti-imperialist. When it comes to like um, foreign policy in Latin America as well, that uh, they sort of they sort of confound those two terms, being anti-imperialist and being leftist. I don't think necessarily that's the same thing. Um, you know, like you can be anti-imperialist, but at the same time, like you may be supporting a regime that is like very conservative, but it's very anti-American. Uh, you know what I mean? So in that sense, I think, like, it's important to establish that because that sort of mislead people as well, like, thinking, like, hey, yeah, you know, like, they're very anti-American, but they're promoting this, but they're, like, actually, like, being very ruthless to- towards their population. And I think, like, that's a very fine line to walk, Um, you know. um Obviously, there's a lot of context in between, but I think, like, sometimes, like, it gets... Mu- confusing in people's eyes and I think like it's important to establish from the very beginning okay like so what what's 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 the one thing that you really like like s- highlight in this in this in this meeting. is it because they are anti imperialist or is it because they're like really promoting like a uh, you know a more equitable agenda or something like that I mean I can give you examples if you want that's, but that, that's, that's a good just
0: point the best thing to do is to email it to me. Um, But like I said, like Margaret Kimberley is really good on this topic. Nico is really good on geopolitics too. And Colin is, you know, his parents are originally from Africa. So like he has lived there. Um, So he talks about it from personal experience as well. Colin was actually the one that informed me that like not everybody in Africa is okay with China having business dealings in Africa. So he did, he was the one that explained that to me. And I think, I think that'll be like a power panel, man. I think it'll be really good and really educational for people. I thought Colin was from uh, England. Colin's parents are African, so he's lived all over. He's kind of like me; like he's lived in London, he's lived in Africa, he's lived in the U.S. Like he's kind of lived in different places. But yeah. Okay. Uh Idu, if you're finished, I'm gonna go Thank ahead and you. move on to the next person. Thank you. Let's bring in uh Levi. Levi, what's up? Just gotta hit the unmute button there. And you'll be on the mic. And maybe not. All right, Levi. I will invite you to speak. We're gonna move on to. Let me make sure I'm in the right spot. Okay, yeah. We're gonna move on to Brady. Brady, you're the next caller. Just have to unmute. Oh, Brady, you're breaking up. I don't think we can really hear what you're saying. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Try try to unmute now.
14: Okay. Hello. Mic check. I can hear you. Just wanted to say I was so sad when I thought you were leaving, Colin. But also, you gained. Uh, I'm, I'm addicted now. I'm hooked. So uh, I'm watching your stuff on YouTube now. And so kudos there in that show today when I saw Crystal's face, how sad she was during that interview. It just like re-inspired my desire to rescue her from Kyle and radicalize her. So. I don't know if it's too late. Um, I don't think there's a kid involved yet, but that's a re inspired goal of mine. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, that was an interesting show you had today and good interview with Brianna as well. And, um, you know, I was so heartbroken about Dr. West not coming to call in that I came up with my own. Artificial intelligence version of Dr. West and I asked him a couple questions and I asked him the Jeffrey Epstein question twice And one of them was like a very PR friendly version and one of them was like a really kind of like radical justice version And so that was a lot of fun and so I think I heard you say earlier that he's going to be going to Rumble, right? Or I'm sorry locals with you guys Who? Who? Oh. Um, or you're going to be on locals here soon, and I think uh, you said at some point Dr. West is going to squat up with y'all and do like a question answer session. Yeah, I was wondering. Had,
0: yeah, the only thing with locals that I was upset about is that people have to pay, so I'm going to try to find something different. Um, Roger sent me a bunch of things; I just haven't had time to look over it yet. Why
6: not? Why not use uh, Google? Call, Google. What? Google like, Google, like
0: Google videos, I will have to look into that Assure. You can have you can have group
6: what. Oh, by the way, you didn't notice that Brady was playing that uh, uh was it Shaggy music? The one where he's like the guy <laughs> comes with busted knocking on Shaggy's door because the girlfriend is chasing him <laughs> without the chicks on the motorcycle.
4: i heard it it was not i'll try to me, call back I'll, later I'll to... and i'll catch y'all on
0: the charlie you are on the mic charlie's in the house charlie's in the house maybe not maybe charlie's not in the house i don't know okay charlie i can invite you to speak and I'm moving oh. on to Clet. Wait, there
9: you are. Hello. How's it going? Great. How are you? Hanging in there. <clears throat> um I just I was just curious um like how do you guys deal with handling like libertarians that that are because they always come like strike me as as Russell from Due Dissidents would say they always strike me as like the dumbest people you'll ever meet and uh, it's just it's just very frustrating <laughs> but um and then also Ooh. this is this is i know that's just weird that was just on my mind but um but when, and then i'd like to actually make a comment about the reparations um for one it's like there was that time magazine article a few years ago that said there were that red like the ruling elites basically have extracted $50 trillion from the United States. And these people think that they're, they're so dumb and propagandized that they think that just like your regular everyday taxes are going to pay for it. I'm like, no, the $50 trillion are going to come back because that's that was your health care. That was your infrastructure. That was you know, all of your unpaid wages and everything and people are so oblivious. And I'm just like, I I don't know how, how else to, you know, tell it to them. Like, dude, they've been they've been stealing from you your whole, you know, freaking life. And they they have you propagandized and thinking like that you, the individual, are, have to pay for all that. And I'm like, how stupid can you get? <laughs> but um But
0: you know what Go because ahead. they they have convinced us to fight against each other versus left versus right instead of focusing at the people at the top that's why yeah that's why people fall for it
9: it's just, it's just it i i just don't even know where to go with it it's just like are you seriously this stupid i mean i mean even Dylan Radigan, when he was on Jimmy he, he said that they they all they do is just extract wealth and I don't know, and then I'm just curious. Is like, do the people here? Or I mean, I don't. I don't think the people here. But um, are people really gonna fall for Bernie for a third time? (laughs) Like if they're running Democrat, we we all have kind of learned our lesson from this. But I'm just like, this is ridiculous at this point. I mean, I don't know. Like, if only we, I mean, when he says all this nonsense, I mean, everything I, that he says, you know, I, I agree with, but I'm just like, gee, if only we had somebody in power that could push for this stuff instead of just virtue signal on Twitter or the, like, it was just ridiculous and they fall for it and everyone falls for it. It's just, I don't know. (laughs)
0: No, no, you're right. I mean, like, you're right. People fall for it. And I would say the same thing. Like. Why would anyone fall for this again for a third time, right? Like, but I'll tell you what some people have said to me. Well, Sabrina, third times the charm, or well, Sabrina, <laughs> you know, you just gotta give him a chance. We didn't have a chance last time. Like, yeah, you fucking kidding yeah. me? You know the numbers of people that we had come out, and you're gonna tell me we didn't have a chance? No, the system is fucking rigged.
6: Yeah, I had to tell somebody that. As someone that lives in Canada, I fucking know your your politics a little bit better than the person in the comment section because I have to I watch RBN and all these other leftist channels, and I had to explain to that person that they said, "Oh, well, voting for Cornel West is a waste of time because Cornel West is not he's not running as a Democrat." And I told the, I told the person they gave Cornel West two choices: run as a Democrat or go green. And the moment Cornell West decided, I'm not going to go a Democrat because I ain't stupid because they're going to basically cheat me. They're not going to let me meet Joe Biden. I'm going to go green. And then they fucking, like Sabrina said, they started to show their asses and they started attacking him. And then I told that person, then they said, oh, well, uh, you need ranked choice voting because I can't vote for Cornell West. I'm going to go vote Joe Biden because there's no ranked choice voting. So it, it, it's not a good idea to vote uh, green. I'm like, motherfucker, if, you're, if, if if the squad, the Democrats, give a fuck about you, just like Kai Kolinsky says, they're a thousand times better, then why didn't they do ranchers voting, voting a long time ago? Why is that the excuse? Not to vote Cornel West. I guess it's third parties are the ones who have to bring ranchers voting if they win.
0: No, these are all really good points, Ashura. Um, But I, again, like I said, like I think we all know what's really happening here. like. You know, Norm Finkelstein is very frank, right? So off the record, one of the things he mentioned when I had that little debate with him, I had a debate with him a while back about um, about reparations, et cetera. And Norm Finkelstein told me that he says, Sabrina, you know, what is happening with these podcasters today? Sabrina, you know, I remember... Like, back in the day, everybody, all these podcasters got along and got behind the Bernie campaign. And after Bernie lost, you know, all these podcasters started eating each other in order to save each other's audience, right? Sabrina, do you know some of these podcasters are making like $100,000 a month? And I was like, oh, shit.
6: Does he not follow (laughs) YouTube or anything?
0: (laughs) That's what he told me. He said he basically said that after Bernie lost, podcasters started eating each other in order to save what was left of their audience. That came from him. So there you go. We'll bring it in. Cele. What's up, C-Lay?
15: gotta Unmute. Hi. Hi, I love the pup pup. <laughs> yes it's cute hi it was a nice surprise seeing you back yeah i'm here and you're here Uh, i'll be brief i one point i wanted to make uh to what Ed was saying about military coups uh the thing with countries that maybe like i'm from south america so many like for instance in guatemala uh, these things come up really good, right? Like uh, it happened in, in 44 in Guatemala, that actually the one that did the coup was then elected president, In not the first time, this, but after the, the first mandate of the president was elected, they called for elections. It's not always the case, it's usually not the case, but when governments are supported by foreign nations, and they have a lot of money, it's, sometimes it's very difficult to to get away, right? Like to to get away out of this circle when all the money and all the politics are co So I, I hope the best for for anyone, right? Like Niger or Gabon, but it, it can be the case that it, sometimes it's the only way to to get them out. The thing is this, to see if they call for elections or what they do, and. That's The other thing I wanted to say, just bringing up Guatemala and also Argentina, because I know you're you are in, in, right, like in this conundrum where you have this two bipartisan system. And uh, there is two, two parties that were created in 2018. And one is about to win and the other just won in Guatemala. Guatemala has a system where they just they literally uh, ban every <laughs> everyone that can win, and somehow they thought this one was too little and had no chances, and so everybody got the chance and and went for them, and they are very happy. They are still trying to ban him, and they tried to murder the candidate. So, yes, like he got to get alive to to January, but it, it can happen, right? Like these, these parties are small and they, they have just, they, they were created by scratch in 2018. So I thought it was, maybe you should check them out. Um, one, right, like not, not both are good, but they had strategies that went completely under the radar for everybody, for, for pollers, especially. And so that also got right like the the mainstream and and others not to go after them so hard. And it can be done, just that's all I'm saying.
0: Thank you so much for saying that because um I interviewed um Salman Ahmad, um actually recorded that interview yesterday and uploaded it today and he was talking about like Pakistan. He was talking about the new political party that was created by Imran Khan, and he talked about how, you know, obviously there was, there was a struggle in the beginning, but once it was up and running, like the people loved the party because it benefited the people. And so, you know, the fact that I'm seeing other countries just create like new, like it was new parties, um, and we're still stuck in like this two-party system this country, it lets you know who's in charge, right? it's the corporations that are in charge it's not at least in this country it's the corporations and the MIC that's in charge it's not so much the will of the people
15: well uh let me tell you right like the one that we have right now is like we are just we went to a march today is is like it, it couldn't get worse right now the the one in Guatemala is kind of it's not left left all the leftists were banned but he is um, kind of um, a social democrat like uh, Bernie Sanders and everybody is very hopeful because the idea is that this guy that is like going against corruption and right like and about the president of the state is going to call for elections that are fair and so they see even the ones that were not supportive of him they see this guy that they trust as a As a transition, right? As a transition governing for for four years, and that he's going to call. And the other thing that I wanted to say was I I wanted there is uh, uh, the thing about BRICS, right? Uh, I hear that so much talking from the US, so much paranoia from third sectors, the Republicans, and just to put it right, like in numbers, the world reserves in all central banks, and this is the IMF and the central bank numbers, right? They are still more than 60% US dollars. The second is euros, and they are 20%. And then come Japan, and China has 3%. So it's, right, like, they're just screaming bloody murder out of nothing, really, because even if it's it's a transition, even if it's something is going to change, it's going to be so slow that I don't know why are they... I I, I imagine that it's more to present the Chinese as this very big monster that is coming for for the US more than anything, because really, numbers, I wouldn't get so paranoid. I I just don't, don't fall for them as Automatic, right like it's there are some some of them are saying as if the u.s economy is going to collapse uh, <laughs> from one day to the other and yes it, it, there is no no reason to think that
0: i hear you i hear you
15: all right see lee anything else if not we're going to move on to ruben yeah i just the last thing i'm going to recommend a movie because today we had, uh, right, like, we, we did something that it was first done in the world. And it was the creation of, of this law that declares um, uh, terrorism of state, right? State terrorism. It would be the, the, that is something that every nation should know about. And, and yeah, I think this movie puts it, it's kind of very easy to watch. And it's called Argentina 1985. And, um, Yes, there has been some pushback from that. So I think it's something that is very useful. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave you with that. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I'll check that out. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, Ruben. You are on the
0: mic. What's up, Ruben?
16: Hi. Um, yeah. Um a lot of things are up. So um so I made like a little Instagram remix reel on that infamous Oprah and the rock Maui situation <laughs> and my Instagram has been blowing up because like I saw what you did on your on your channel about you know exposing um you know where the um, where the People Maui's Fund is from, and so I did like my own take. Even though it is like Instagram, is, like literally like ninety seconds. Um, so like I I had to like cut it in sequence. So like obviously from like my like my own take, it's like really like thir- like thirty seconds. So it was like very short, but I had to put like the important stuff. And then a lot of people resonated with that, and they were like angry and pissed now. And and on the Instagram. Uh, remix reel i said um instead of like going to this people fund of maui how about you go to spot fund and you and you donate in where spot fund you know the people of maui and lahaina will get your your money like directly you don't need to go to the people funds of maui and i put that also on my reel um, and right now is gaining like a lot of traction which is good um so I like m- like my phone has been blowing up and it's like a lot of people very pissed very angry um on like on the situation and um so I had to like put my two cents on on onto that do it um onto that rock and Oprah situation and um well, just, I of
0: I was just going to add in, I have to let you guys know as well, which I I forgot to mention to you guys. Somebody, I have to go back and check the woman's name. Somebody took like a clip from when I covered that, that that discussion with uh, Oprah and The Rock about the Maui situation. Somebody took a clip from my live stream and posted it on Twitter. And apparently it went viral on Twitter. This is so funny because when I post things on Twitter, they really don't go viral. But Uh this person posted it on Twitter and it went viral. And part of the clip that they included, I'm going to pull it up for you guys and I'll play it. You guys are going to laugh. But was the part when I told that person to fuck off because Oprah was a billionaire. You guys, those of you watching live, you remember. And I was like, I was like, get out of here. Like that kind of thing. But somebody took that clip that that person posted on Twitter and they put it on TikTok and that shit went fucking viral. And I didn't even know until someone tagged me on Twitter and they said, Sabrina, did this person credit you for their video that just went viral on Twitter, on TikTok? And I was like, no, I don't think so. But I was like, but I went right to that TikTok video and I said, thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it, you know, it it was kind of funny, like, because the person who clipped it, they kept in the part when I said, you can skidoo. (laughs) they kept it in there. (laughs) But people are mad at Oprah. I'm telling you. Yeah, they still are mad. Eric will have to tell me. Last time I checked that video, that clip, just the clip, not the live stream, but just the clip had 40,000 views. I don't know where it's at now.
16: But yeah I know it's insane um, I think also um, since I am part of the um, rainbow community I think um, Lady Gaga has uh, has a house as well around there and I like am thinking of making like a remix as well or like a reel to like also call her out because it's like um, it's it, like if I do it like I know I've 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 made some reels in where I would I would call out queer icons and I get like a lot of these um, queer liberals coming at me because they're like how dare you go blah 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 and I was like yeah because they don't actually support the communities that they are the icons for like when when was the last time Lady Gaga did something to trans youth that are homeless. Like she hasn't advocated for that at all, at all whatsoever. And gamer said that she's um, that she supports Biden. Yeah, she definitely supports Biden. Um, and I do think she has a house in Lahaina. I, I need to double check, but like, if so, I'm like, I want to make a real um, like about that. Cause like, it's um, not getting the traction that needs to be having in mainstream press because like obviously it's going to make joe biden look bad and this is joe biden's year apparently um and um yeah that's that's about it. um and my phone hasn't blown up for the past like two or three hours which is good um and also um on reparations like um i've been having this discussion with again this influencer, his um, he's gay and he's a conservative, quote, quote like quote unquote conservative and he's like, you know, my job as a white person is not to give you money. And I was like, okay, this person needs to understand that slavery is not just about skin color, um, it's about also economics and it's about power. So I had to remix. Like like i had to do like in sequence and i had to like tell him okay let's let's just go ahead and take it out of this one-dimensional culture war aspect to which this person like his his most of his content is just one-dimensional he bashes on gay um on like gay people that are trying to discover themselves and it's like you know we don't have Healthcare, like we don't have guaranteed health care so people are out there in the internet trying to discover who they who they are because the world around them is very sad it's very scary and so like that's why like me being a, a conservative as well I don't like it when like those people like Ben Shapiro and co always make their content about like making fun of teenagers, trying to find themselves um, their gender, like expression and sexual identity. And it's like the world around them is a scary place. Like I said, we don't have healthcare. Um, I, I mean, the one that we do is we have to work our ass off to get like in the near future. Okay. Health coverage, not superb, not great, but like, okay health coverage and we have to like literally put in a lot of hours just to get that um and i was just i remixed it and i told him that like reparations is not your problem because to be quite honest even the, in, even within the democratic party i have a feeling that it's not going to pass because right now we're we're having money sent to different countries for wars and for coups, and then those, and then that money comes back to the shareholders and the execs over at BlackRock and Vanguard. And so, like I said, I I did, I did that remix, and it's also getting like a lot of um, views, and it's blowing up my phone as well. Um, to which it still garnered a lot of right-wing liberal talking points saying, "Oh, you you left the blah, blah blah." I'm like, I'm not a leftist. I'm a conservative but i there's a difference between like right wing liberals and conservatives cuz like i'm a european conservative and i do you know then for 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 reparations i see that you know i see slavery as like um, not just a skin color, but but slavery. Just like racism, is is about class and power. And all the time, when I go to these quote unquote conservative spots, they always come at it in a culture war aspect that just it loses track and it's make and it makes people angry at like Black Americans, you know.
0: Well, well, one thing to explain to people is this operation is not paid for by tax dollars. That uh-huh. is a big misconception. A lot of people think that because a lot of like the other social programs we do have in this country are paid for by tax dollars or tax dollars are put towards it. But when it comes to reparations, that would not be paid for by tax dollars. So that's a big thing to put a stop in the people saying it's not my responsibility to pay for my what my ancestors did. Da, da, da. You say you wouldn't be paying for it. Uh-huh. That's the thing. So that's how you put a stop in that. And then two... Another thing to bring this across, and this is something the libertarian guy who was on Jimmy's show said it's a labor issue. Yeah. Work was done for free. And a debt is owed. It's a debt that is owed. And that's how you give it across to people. Because what's interesting to me is some of the same people that say they're against reparations, those some of those same people tell me you guys oh, gotta pay work back. Is right. you you guys got to pay back your student loans because it's a debt that you took on this old. Okay, well, this country took on a debt and this country par- promised 40 acres and a mule and that never happened, Reuben. That never happened. So, and when I talked to Sandy Darity, he says some people got the 40 acres and a mule, but then it was taken away. Every time in this country, when black people did start their own communities after slavery and did start like, their own economic system it was burned to the ground so that's why i was saying even earlier tonight that 93 year old woman who said this land goes back to 1800s for her family that's a rarity in this country because for most black americans in this country those of us that are are african-american descendants of slavery for most of us we don't have land ownership in this country that goes back to the 1800s that goes back hell i don't have land ownership in this country that goes back to I don't own no land. I have a house, but I don't own no land. My parents have a house, but they don't own any land. So I think that's what people need to understand. But I'll bring in Roger, and then I'll come back to you, Ruby.
6: So, yeah, um, when it comes to the federal government, they pay for everything by legislating new money into existence. Um, the only state and local governments
0: Hazard reported ahead.
6: pay for things with taxes, okay? Because... Here's the thing, Uh, Ruben, in order to tax money, money has to already exist. So you have to say, well, where does the money come from? Congress legislates it into existence and they give banks the authority to print money. Well, okay, and also what she said was it's, you know, it's also a labor issue. So you'll see some of these same. Um, it's not like, oh, um, 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 you know, like uh, uh, like pasta said some crazy shit the other day saying, oh, I thought it was um, revenge for making white people pay for 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 um, for for slavery. But until I understood it, I understood it is a labor issue. That's because that's what when Maj Tore was on uh, Jimmy Dorn explaining this to him. You know what I mean? He was just like, I guess, like, he didn't know that until he, you know, like, talked well, to Maj Tore or whatever. Wasn't he talking about long before that black guy came on the show that he was talking to Nick as it, it's a it's a it's a it's a debt, not a debt, oh, it's a labor issue. I, so, if you're talking about that, if you're talking about that debate between him and Nick, I didn't see that. If, okay, if he, he, he brought about. up that he said it was a labor issue. He said that, but I don't know why. Why would he say pretend like he didn't know it was a labor issue on the Jimmy Dore show? But he clearly said that on, on the Nick, he, he on the probably Nick probably show. Meant, he probably meant long time ago. He probably. Yeah, because in uh, the so begin,
0: when it was first, because he's explained this multiple times. When it was first explained to him, he didn't understand that part of it. But when someone explained it to him about the labor, about the labor that just wasn't paid and the corporations that profited off of it, we, I mean, we're going to go keep it, keep it real and go back Johnson and Johnson. Okay. You guys know how many companies are like billion dollar companies today because of the slavery industry. So that, that's the thing. Like these companies never paid for that fucking labor. They need to pay
6: yeah and, and uh, the other thing oh, is um, oh, let me, let me just just finish um, saying this right So somebody was in and I couldn't really get to it before because I kept getting uh, this app has been kicking me off but somebody in the chat was saying before about and and I see this I see black people do this I uh, oh, should I say I see white people do this and I see black people who are not American freedmen do this. Uh and I assume this guy was white. Well, black people were not the only ones that were treated. The Irish were indentured servants and blah 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 blah. Okay, what the fuck does that gotta do with me? <laughs> if you feel that you were wronged, why are you taking that up with me? Shouldn't you be taking that up with the federal government and been like, hey, we want reparations for indentured servitude too? See, there's a difference between what we're saying and what they're saying. We're saying it, you know what it is? It's kind of like um, Black Lives Matter. We said when we said Black Lives Matter, there was a silent, implicit also that came after matter. They hear Black Lives Matter. They hear an implicit, silent only that comes after matter. So if we say reparations for American freedmen, they hear that as Nobody else should get whatever is due to them. So this well, we were treated bad too. Fine, go get your reparations. You don't see me stopping you. No black no person, friend. no freedman is getting yours. Go get it. You know what I mean? So that has to stop also. You know, every time, like, no other group is, 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 is has, has this, uh, does to, I can't think of the, exact words, but with only group that whenever we make an asserted effort to say, Hey, this is for us. Well, why can't it be for everybody? And the other group that says we want something for us, they don't say no one else says, Hey, why can't this be for everybody? And you know, it's so funny. Um, a lot of conservatives were so pissed that, um, when Obama was elected oh he's gonna do all these things for black people now oh you you gotta do things for everybody now trump gets elected oh he's gonna do good stuff by the black man now it's gonna be your time trump 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 Is you know i've heard i've heard people tell me you know like like tell me that trump voters are like yeah trump's gonna be do right by the black man now i'm like oh okay so you were just mad it wasn't your guy doing something for us that you know th- but now it's your guy that says he's gonna do something for us you all like for it now you know I wish we would have uh, pushed oh uh, I, I wish I would have pushed them and say oh, I hear myself echoing I wish um, I would have pushed them and say uh, "Oh, okay so would you be down if Trump said hey reparations for um, african-american african-american freedmen so you know um, but
16: yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, um, um sorry to interrupt, but I have to go to the restroom. But um anyways, so um I'm glad to see you um you savvy like coming up on people's radars on on Twitter. Um and you're coming up there with amazing and I like to see that. Um and yeah, um that's pretty much it. Y'all have a good night because I'll really, I have to go to the restroom. <laughs>
6: it's it's like I told you on um... On on DMs, Roger, that we talked about. I don't understand where this is coming from. Like, is it conservative or is it liberal? The whole hatred for reparation shit. Like, how do you basically not know that that was free labor? It's both.
0: It's both sides, Ashura. It's not just Republicans against it. It's both sides, and and that's the thing. is like, so what I will say is that you know what Roger was well. saying about Trump's gonna help out everybody. That, again, just shows you the partisan politics, how people are for it when it's their party doing it. But when it's the other party, they're against it. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. These parties are keeping us divided.
5: I'll bring in um, I'll bring in Noel real quick because I know she was trying to speak. And then I'll go to John. I'll- I just wanted to make this point, And I think I have to try and make this point time and time again. When we talk about slavery in the United States, Slavery was this country's first economic institution. It is not just about labor. It was a crime against humanity. These people were not just work for free. These people lost complete agency over their lives. They were chattel. They were owned. They were property. And in the United States, the descendants of slaves is the only group that has been decimated and desecrated in that way. So the refusal to acknowledge that there is a debt due because of the atrocities, not only the free labor, but the absence of agency over one's lives, is the epitome of a type of denial. And for me, it is not just a labor issue, it is fundamentally a justice issue. You cannot claim to be a nation of laws when you look at this fundamental crime against humanity that extended far beyond the years of the Holocaust and not see that in addition to the people's loss of agency, there was the debt for the labor that was provided. It's two-tiered, but this is fundamentally a justice issue, and it is the total ethos of white supremacy. That's why when you bring up the issue of reparations, it is instantly a divisive issue In the upper end of the economy with some of the elites, and it is a divisive issue in the lower end of the masses because they respond to the perception that the descendants of slave black people in the United States through the institution of slavery were made to be the economic and social bottom of this nation's society, both economically and socially. So the reason people respond viscerally, even on the poor end, is because they perceive it as a gift. They don't perceive it as something that's, owed because of the dual atrocity of what slavery represented. They see it as a lifting up of the tile on the floor. And if I get to walk on you simply because my skin color is white, then any type of repair or elevation or anything that is done for you not only speaks to the justice, but to those people, it speaks to their social standing. If we are prepared, somebody else is going to be the economic bottom floor of this nation, and the poorest of whites understand that it will very likely be them. That's why they respond. Who cannot look at the institution of slavery and what it meant to this nation's economy and not see that on a justice term something is owed. but people have become comfortable they have become accorded to this white america was led to believe that it was okay because it was the blacks And so you have that racial thing coming together in a nexus with capitalism and that built out the society, but it also organized the social strata of the society. So when you say reparations, it not only strikes against the capitalism, but it strikes against the social order. And that's why everybody gets so visceral and pretend that they can't understand it and are unwilling to see it. It is the the pure essence of what white supremacy means in this country. And it strikes at the bond of race that crosses the social divide in terms of class. White pe- We all know that the fundamental divide in this country is class. But when you speak on race, it offers the poor white people in this system a type of bridge over class for them. So they are white first because that whiteness extends to them a connectivity to the upper echelon of class by race that is not available to us. So when you speak of reparations, it threatens them. And that's why they respond the way they do.
0: Well said, Noel. Well, fire there. What's up, John? Listen, John. John with the cat. You're unmuted, but
10: I, we can't hear you. Uh, hello? 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 Hear me? I hear you now. Oh, do you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, just a, a, a few things. Um, you know, um, well, first of all, um, uh, are, you, are you sure you hear me?
0: Yep, we can hear you.
10: Oh, okay. All right, thank you. Yeah, I just, I recently found out that uh, Joy Gray this week we'll be debating kyle kalinsky and crystal ball on their podcast uh crystal kyle and friends yeah and, i knew
0: that i i knew that i, I she told yeah. me that um during the interview actually before the interview she told me that so i i knew that but i wasn't going to tell you guys that oh,
10: okay yeah <laughs> and you know i i i'm glad um people can hear me but this is this is mostly for the audience here because um yeah because Brianna Joy Gray is you know a great debater and I would want to see um that happen and also uh on another subject um
0: well real quick I'm sorry how did you find out
10: oh um I usually go on uh Crystal Colin friends their podcast to see what uh they're going to be uh, what episodes like what what are the episodes about you know
0: Oh what when is that happening? Let me know.
10: Oh, um, yeah, so they usually have interviews on Crystal Collin friends. They usually have them on Fridays, but they don't air it until the day after until like Saturday nights, usually, really? yeah, it takes a, a day until they um release it.
0: interesting, okay, I
10: think yeah and, I and put on so another subject um, what what happened? Did somebody say something?
0: I think Roger, go.
10: Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and on another subject, um, now, and th- this is this is on another thing, which is um, about uh, Israel. Now, I heard. Um, also, that reminds me of of a, of something else too. I know, sorry. Now, um, there used to be a guy. Um, who was part of um, Fred Hampton leftist? He, 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 I know they changed the name, but they, um, I think his name, he, I think he's half black, half Italian, whatever. He left, and um, uh, Radical Democracy was the name of his show. Do you know who I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, you're talking about uh, Kamali. Yeah, Kamali was.
10: What happened to him? I, I don't hear about him
0: anymore. Kamali was still with us when we became RBN. Um, but what's up?
10: Oh yeah, so yeah, but w- w- that reminded me something that he said, which is about Israel. He said something very interesting that I remember. What he said was that Israel is an example of a group, um, oh well, because Jews have been oppressed, that they've become oppressors uh, in 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 Israel. That's what I'm saying against the Palestinians. Yeah, I'm in calling, You know.
0: Yeah, I mean that's 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 a yeah, really so, um, that's a really good. But point. anyways,
10: yeah. So so what do you think about that? So if a group is um, persecuted and they and let's say they have their own territory, or whatever, do you think Israel is a good example of that where they did have legitimate reasons to go there, but then ever since then they became oppressors to the Palestinians? Oh, can I answer that? Go ahead. It's a complicated thing. It's not as complicated as you think
6: because, oh, can you hear me? Okay. Um, You will usually find the bully, the bullied always usually becomes the bullied. If you were abused as a child, then you will eventually become the abuser.
10: Yeah.
6: Because that's what you know. You know, it's, it's, it, you, it, having to go outside and break that cycle, that's at all levels. You know, in this case, you're talking about a nation, a people, but that's really nothing new.
10: Oh, yeah. And, uh, sorry, um, you know, I, I'm usually not used to going on calling. so sorry if I interrupt or anything, but, um, okay. so yeah, but, anyways, yeah, so, um, and also there is this, um, former country, uh, I think from the seventy, I think the 60s to the 70s called, um, well, what used to be, uh, or it's now Zimbabwe, but in, in the past, I, I think it was called, uh, do, do you know what country I'm talking about? It wasn't recognized by the international community, um, but um, it, it was one of the, the person that did uh, the shoot he had a flag of um, of this uh, it was very similar to South Africa apartheid do you know what country I'm talking about
0: I'm not, I'm not sure which situation you're referring uh, yeah, to no, you, you uh, it
10: was, uh, I think Dylan Roof uh, he had a flag of a country that doesn't exist anymore that was apartheid just like South Africa
0: yeah what about
10: a uh I'm just trying to remember the name of it.
0: I, I don't know. I can, I don't know Okay,
10: yeah, it. but, but it,
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying um,
10: Yeah, I'll probably remember it a little bit, but I just like I like studying world history and stuff in and different countries. Now, um and one more thing is then I got to go, which is Now, a lot of people are not aware. This is about another country, which is about uh Singapore. It's basically a city and a country. Basically Singapore has a model of diversity which is they by law they try to make things like more diverse and stuff because a um because it began like very contentious and then now they have like a quota system whatever but um how, how do you how do you feel about uh quotas i heard they existed in the past now people don't talk about them anymore like how do you feel about that
0: quotas for what
10: because in the past I heard, you know, after the, um, is it true after the civil rights movement, there were quotas based on like race and gender and stuff. Is that true?
0: For for what? Like, in,
10: in sorry, in, in the United States, like based on like the workplace and, you know, in, inclusion and stuff.
0: So you're talking about affirmative action.
10: Oh, that, that's what that is. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know affirmative action had, um had quotas because I, because I heard in um in Singapore they they have that and sometimes people talk about that but yeah so um yeah it's it's a complicated thing but basically the last thing I'll say about um affirmative action is um it it could in my opinion it should be based on also on class because um yeah there's there's lots of um there's because I I think it can unify people more and stuff. Can I respond?
5: Go ahead, Noel. Um The, the premise yeah, you can, of you can affirmative action was originally a watered down version of how to create inclusion into the mainstream economy for the former descendants of slaves who had been roundly locked out because of their ethnicity. Because the majority of blacks in America at the time were descendants of slaves it became synonymous that blacks were descendants of slaves but then when we had the reform to the naturalization act you had blacks in the country who were not former or descendants of slaves and so that's how the whole that whole nomenclature thing got mixed oh, okay. in but if you speak of reparations originally a reparations has to do with the redress of this nation's first crime against humanity and sin, which was slavery. When you extend it to these other forms of redress, it loses its ability to address what the real thing was. And one or the original um, source of the angst, the original purpose and one of the reasons affirmative action got distorted, Because they added in all these other dynamics, you know, color, creed, race, religion, this and that. And when you begin to try to remedy those things, the fact that you have left the descendants of slaves at the bottom or they get lost in the mix is, and I believe it was by design, but that's why that happened. You need to deal with some of these things separate and apart you have racism and discrimination that need to be redressed, but you have reparations for the ethnic, ethnically descendant slaves that needs to be based on the institution of slavery. So those things need to be separate yeah. so they don't get all mixed up.
10: Yeah, and I have a question. Um, how would you feel about also, because there's, there's many different, there were many different oppressed groups. Um, you know, they were they were oppressed to varying degrees. How would I, or how would you feel about? Uh, I don't know if this is already done, but there are reparations to Jewish Americans. Here's the thing: Jewish
5: Americans, quiet as is kept, effectively yes, uh, uh, white people in this culture, and they were a part of the system. That was the institution of slavery. There were Jewish people in this country during slavery and post slavery times, and they yeah. played a role in it. So, but here's my bottom line if you feel you were systemically oppressed as any ethnic group in this nation, you have a right to pursue it, be it the indigenous, be it you know, any group that you want to name, including the Jews, pursue it, but don't link it or base it to the fact that the descendants of slaves who were the economic engine request repair. It's like every time we say reparations, then it's all these what about what is whoever, who else? And, you know, the bottom line is the Jews who were a part of the German they did receive a type of repair and the United States assisted in them receiving that repair from Europe. And so that's the thing that some of the indigenous tribes through treaties received what could be construed to be reparations. Let's not sleep on that that some of the five major what they called um, civilized tribes, own slaves as well. So it can be a complicated issue, but fundamentally, we need to come to terms of what that institution was, what it represented, what it birthed, and how to dismantle it. Because it still kind of goes on even after the Emancipation Proclamation by way of the 14th Amendment. So we still have all these contraptions, but again, I say... It is part and parcel to the American way because that was the first form of extraction in a major way. And like I say, slavery became this nation's first economic institution. Cotton was king. Slaves were traded on Wall Street. All of the major institutions from churches to institutions of higher education have linkages to slavery. So we can't unravel that out of American history and how that accounts for America being the first world economy that it is today. It's still rooted in a type of exploitation and extraction.
0: And I just want to add in really quick that they did receive reparations. They received reparations from Germany. And it was also proven during that conversation that Marianne had with Marcel Dixon where she tried to shout him down which I covered. That they also receive reparations from the United States government as well. So that is something to, to keep in mind. It's oh, been every oh. group
10: except for for African American descendants of slaves. Oh, uh, and Sabi, um I think uh, I need to go in like a, a minute, but I was just wondering. Um, you think that there's this there's this perception um, that that Jews, that they have more power than they actually do. And by the way, I have Jewish uh, heritage. So that's the thing. And even people who who are somewhat progressive also have some of these views. And they, they may not even think it's anti-Semitic or whatever, but do you think that's something we, you know, we need to fight against, this perception that they have all this power in the media, that they have all this wealth, that they have all this influence? You know what I mean?
0: What perception? Well, what do you oh, mean by that? Oh, sorry.
10: Um, there's no, there's a perception of, of Jewish people in particular, and I have Jewish heritage. There's this perception that a lot of uh, non-Jews have that that Jews have too much power. They have too much influence. There's this anti-Semitic trope that they that they have too much power. Do you think, um, you know, we need to fight back against that trope?
0: who's we and 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 two are they talking about jewish people are they talking about zionism
10: because these are two different things people what i mean by we is the progressive community whatever you want to call it leftist or whatever and um that's what that's what i'm saying like you know i I, sometimes i just heard people that i thought like were on the left or whatever and sometimes i hear them say that stuff but it's not that common but you know
0: like for the most part they have been fighting back to protect jewish people they haven't been fighting back to protect black people that's what i've noticed now i think you may be referring to zionism and those are two different things yeah i'm I'm against i'm against
10: zionism yes yeah Uh, i just
0: interviewed miko palid and he actually addressed this uh very well
10: yeah so so anyways um yeah, I know my, you know, sometimes my mind is, is racing and stuff. You know, I have Asperger's, so that's another thing. So anyways, but uh, probably some other time I would, uh, you know, try to bring up uh, another topic and um, we can uh, delve into that. But, yeah, it was nice talking to you.
5: I, I just want to address right quickly. You know, you speak of the perception of Jewish power, and I think there is a real discourse that needs to be had around that because a part of it may be over. It may be hyperbolic, but there is no denying that AIPAC and the Democratic Party for Israel wield a lot of political power in this country, especially on the Democrat side and even in the Republican side. There is no other ethnicity in this country that has a, a parallel pact or political unit that even compares to the power that APAC wields and the power that the Democratic Majority for Israel. I live in the state of Ohio, and APAC and the DMFI came in in the election between Nina Turner and Chantel Brown, and the money that kicked in on the um, um, Chantel Brown side, brought her from relative obscurity to winning. That is power. There is a reason why people say, oh, our relationship with Israel is sacrosanct and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Israel may have issues, but they're not the only nation on the planet that has issues. Why are they so premier in getting American military support and this, that, and a third? So there is a discussion to be had around the empowerment of Jews and Jewish people in the American political body. And I don't think, you know, I don't think it's fair to say that if you criticize or you speak to the power that the Israeli PACs will, that that is instantaneously something that's anti-Semitic. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I think there is a discussion that needs to be had and we need to really look at those relationships and what that power really means.
10: Yeah. And, and, the, and the final thing I'll say is, yeah, I I agree. I, I'm completely against Zionism. Zionism, in my opinion, is a form of uh, colonialism. Israel is an apartheid settler colonial state. I agree with that. But th- there is a fundamental difference between um Pro Israel Zionism and just Jews in general. So when it comes to just Jews in general, um, I, I don't. I don't. There needs to be careful. There needs. I'm just saying there needs to be. Um, we need to distinguish between just um, pro Israel Zionism and Jews in general. That, that's all I'm, I'm saying. Yeah,
0: I understand that. Go ahead, Notori. It is a
3: difference, but we're not going to sit here at like. Because it's certain stuff you can't even say in the media or your ass is counsel. I would never say somebody like John or the lower people. Like I'm pretty sure just like it's rich Negroes in this country and it's poor Negroes. And I'm pretty sure the people like John is probably middle class or under. And it's the higher arm um, class. And we going after the higher class. But what I, what pissed me off is when Democrats and Republicans, when you say shit about APAC and the other shit they try to put it all together and make it seem like oh you're racist towards jews that's what pissed me off about um how they get it swelled up and they have people like john thinking that everybody hate jewish no it's the rich motherfuckers we have.
10: um okay well, well listen uh I-, I would like to talk for longer but there are other people waiting and in- yeah the thing so- okay but it was nice talking to you
0: thanks so much john okay uh, um yeah. We're going to end with Sean and, and Rui because I do have to check out because I do have to get up pretty early. Uh, go ahead, uh, Sean, and then we'll go to Rui. Sean, I know you like to talk for a long time. All right. So just don't, don't forget, we got Rui too.
17: I gotcha. Um, yeah. I just want to say um, I hop back on Twitter. It's like Rage to Revolution because Cornell West is on some fire. And I think he's actually bringing an opportunity that the left desperately needs because what Cornell West is doing just by I think, gut reaction, it is something that I've been talking about for kind of a few years now, which is that the biggest problem the left has in America is that the American public, and this is due do this is very do this is due on purpose. The Democratic Party and the, the mainstream corporate media, Have decided that, like, every form of left wing politics is now the Democratic Party. And that's the illusion, the idea that is given to the American public. So, the major issue that the left has right now, and this is the biggest issue if we change this one thing during the Cornell West campaign, we will reactively change this entire country. And that is this if the American public understands that the left has absolutely nothing to do with the democratic party or republican parties because and then and this is and this is an example i'll use occupy wall street ended up hitting like high 70s i think low 80 percent approval rating maybe even close to like 90 percent approval rating in the country you want to know why because everybody saw it and they're like I 100% agree. Fuck Wall Street. The way that this institution works. And I, I call them the two cults because that's what it is. Like I've, I've talked to enough shit liberals and Trump supporters that realize I, it really just hit me kind of recently. I'm talking to a person in a cult. Like I've studied colts. I've had conversation with people in colts. The Democrat and Republican parties are colts. but uh, I digress two few seconds. Um, <laughs> back a couple seconds. The point, the point that I'm saying is, as long as the Democratic Party and the mainstream media and the corporate media have the ability to tell the public that left ideas, left ideology is like based in the Democratic Party, the Democrats can use any left-wing ideology to get votes and get support. If the American public and what I mean is, is like Donald Trump supporters, libertarians, like literally if 70 percent or 80 percent of the country just actually knows the philosophical position, the actual like goals of the left in this country versus what the Democrats or Republicans offer, fuck with fuck whether they agree with this or not. If they just understand the conception, that would change everything dramatically and drastically, because we saw that with the Bernie Sanders campaign for Medicare. For all. They constantly fear mongered about it. Constantly. When that when that idea was first uh, uh, uh proposed, it we had like 20, 30 percent ended up hitting up like 60, 70 percent. It's because of the fact that the American public were like, oh yeah, I like this. And if we can do that, if we can accomplish that, if we can just make it so the American public understands what the left is and what the and what the Republicans are, I think at the end of the day, just reactively, that will change the entire country. And the way that starts is... We have to focus on d- breaking that divide. And I think Cornell West talking about the Democrats the way he, he has, he started that. And him running green, he has started that. But where our focus, I think, should be in, in, in pretty much everything should be messaging and getting people involved and kind of laying out the foundation, like, and kind of putting some of the social issues a little on the back burner. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I support trans rights and everything, but. I think ending homelessness, feeding everybody, uh, Medicare for all is a little more important than pronouns at at this state. It's not saying we're like we're good with like, you know, anybody who's, you know, homophobic or hates LGBT community. I just think we need to we we don't need to get caught up in the culture where the Democrats like literally make to divide us. But, yeah, that's kind of generally my point and my my, my ideas, my comment. But, yeah, I, I just wanted to lay that out.
0: Well said, Sean. That makes a lot of sense. You're right. Like Cornell West is really leading that fight. He's doing what Bernie Sanders did not have the guts to do. And that will, this will always be a telling moment, right? Like we know they're not going to, they're not going to let like Cornell West win. We know the majority of Americans are still going to vote in this two party system, but this really does send a message, a very strong message. And it shows a lot of people hey, AOC and them, they're really not what we thought they were for the people who were still riding with them. There's not that many, but the people that are still riding with them, even after railroad worker strike. This shows a lot of people like it's really not about the policies for them because it was really about the policies. And you really cared about climate change. You would be supporting the Green Party candidate if you were that scared about climate change. You would not be supporting Joe Biden, who's continuing to give these deals to fossil fuel companies who's continuing to support projects like the Willow Project. That speaks volumes. If you really cared about Medicare for All, you would be supporting a candidate that agrees with Medicare for All, not someone who is against it and Joe Biden is against it. And so this is the thing that I'm trying to warn you guys about what they're going to try to do, especially if they try to put in Gavin Newsom for Joe Biden. Gavin Newsom has already gone on record in California, saying he agrees with Medicare for all. So what they are gonna try to do is they will try to co-opt our message, which is not uncommon. And this is why I tell people, you can't do this shit through the democratic party because that's what they do. Did you guys know that the democratic party tried to co-opt the civil rights movement? Cornel West was the one who educated me about that last year. So that's the thing. And they, they let that happen. So that's why I'm saying, like, you can't do this shit through the Democratic Party. But spot on, Sean. Let's bring in uh, Rui. Ashura, I invited you to speak. Go ahead, uh, Rui. you got to unmute.
11: Yo, what's going on, Savvy? How you guys doing? Can y'all hear me?
0: We can. Okay.
11: Awesome. Hey, um, so... To what Sean had said, um, you know, I, I hope I hope he's right because I've been, you know, checking out some social media stuff, and you got some right wingers calling, you know, the 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 vulture capitalism that's happening right now in um, Hawaii. They're calling it communism, and it's not the first time I've seen this kind of craziness. And there's a lot of people that like it, and obviously. You no, know, Instagram and Twitter might be just fucking with us. Um, sorry, uh, excuse my French, but yeah. So hopefully, you know, we Americans are getting smarter, but it it doesn't seem like it. It seems like that the closer we are to understanding how effed up capitalism is, like the f- f- reason, the more we get confused over the definition of like what. The, the capitalism is versus what socialism is, but that's not why I called. Um, um somebody had mentioned, um, the, you know, what's happening in, in Gabon. And, um, I just wanted to, you know, add a little bit to the context. Um, so Gabon, which is different from like, you know, the other, the prior coup States, cause you know, it's one, it's in central Africa versus West Africa. um, well, it seems that Gabon is not really, you know, as like, it's, it's not as big of a change as we think it is. Um, The, the new president, he was serving the uh, Ali Bongo, the, 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 the father Bongo, until he died. And then there was some type of family thing where somehow he got kicked out. And so, you know, was sent to serve in Senegal in another country. And then he came back and has was working for this Bungo family. Seems like he's actually cousins with the Bungo uh, family. They came they they came from the same region. Um, so it seems like it was an internal coup um, in support of one of the Bungos. I don't know which one. And it's, it is a bit confusing because one of the kids is locked is is an, is locked up. The 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 father, the old president, is. I mean, not the not the grandpa Bongo, but the the father Bongo, the the recently, you know, cooled one. He he's in his palace still. Um, so yeah, it, it's not as clear. It seems actually, and if you look at the French reaction as well, you know, it, and it's not as like we're gonna we're, we're gonna it, it's not as um, aggressive against um, uh, Gabon as it is against Niger and. That gets that got a lot of people thinking that actually, sort of, you know, it's it's a fam, it's a it's a it's a a, no. France isn't against it, Um, yeah. So, and I was watching some Nigerian news, and before actually this coup in Gabon, they were talking about you know the Nigerian coups and such, and basically what these coups and all of these things might mean for France going forward. And France basically not having too many options, right? It seems cannot just like stand around. And one strategy that they might go forward with now is like um, preempting coups, you know, sort of cooing their guys, making it seem like they're, you know, being cooed. And in fact, it's the same. This is, you know, it's one hand shaking the other hand. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard this stuff. Margaret Kimberley, obviously, is very knowledgeable and all that. But it, it's, it seems like um, it's sort of the the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, and while, you know, there's been a lot of positive things, I suppose, you know, relative um, in the coups that have come before. Uh, again, there was, a, I think, a Nigerian professor that was saying that, you know, yes, while, you know, military uh, dictatorships, in some ways are, you know, I guess better in the sense that like, you know, the enemy, you know, you know what type of thing you're living in versus the, 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 the civilian dictatorship where it seems more democratic th- th- than it is. You know, Africa has, and you know, yeah, has had military, military dictatorships that have gone pretty badly. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, it ain't it ain't so clear.
0: Very good points, uh, Rui. Um, I'm gonna finish with Ashura. Ashura, you're next. Go ahead and unmute.
6: There you go. Uh, what I'm what gonna say? Um, do you think that you finally got to Brianna Joy Gray through your videos? I know she's getting she's been getting flack on YouTube. And on Twitter for you know her association with Crystal, Kyle, and um, and, and, and uh, Katie Helper. Although the Katie Helper, I think she's she's on her own thing over there. And but Kyle and Crystal are the really ones that are trying to be gatekeepers. Do you think like Brianna's finally had enough?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't really speak for her. Um, but I mean, I know that she does vote Green Party like, in the general. Um, So, I don't know. Like, I I think we'll have to wait to see this debate that's going to happen.
6: That's the thing. Um, I I, I don't think there's going to be that much pushback because I don't think she's going to go hard. Like, kind of... No,
0: don't. we don't know. Um, She had a conversation with them before, like, last year, and she did push back, but I think things are even more different now compared to last year. When she had that discussion with them last year, Marianne Williamson was not a candidate and two, Cornell West wasn't a candidate. So things are a little bit different now. We'll have to wait till we see uh, that dialogue between, you know, all three of them, I think. Um, but I know that, like, she, you know, in, in some ways, like, she does agree with us on some things. No, um, she probably
6: agrees. With it, but it seems like the, the Crystal Kyle people, they're, they're, they're basically holding her back
7: from just leaving completely. I feel like the the, the Cornell West campaign is a game changer. Because it, it used to be, that they'd always say, "Well, how are you going to do a third party? They're, that'll they'll never get elected, never get anywhere." And now we you have a real candidate who has a real shot at doing something big. You know that argument ain't there anymore. Well, yeah, so that's we'll, the thing,
6: Eric. well, that's the thing, Eric. Because you got these big YouTubers where they, they say <laughs> they say through their mouths, "I love Cornell West. I'm a big fan of Cornell West, but he's not running as a Democrat." But he's running third party. But you told him to run third party. You gave him two choices. And
7: something Never big is happening.
6: And I but think Brianna Joyce is great. She's having a a crisis right now. You got her two friends are basically shitting on Cornell West and everybody else, so that nobody votes Cornell West. And then they're saying that bullshit about you have to get first past the choice voting. Whatever, whatever, whatever happened to ranked choice voting? You guys were talking about. It's like you don't want well, people
17: to get any of those. Oh,
7: we need um, rank choice voting first.
17: Well, yeah, yeah, you can't get it because the Democratic Party is not interested yeah, in rank choice. The Democratic
6: not going to get it. Like, you've been, you've been in the Democratic Party for so long, and then you tell people, no, we need to get more people into the Democratic Party to get what we want. How long is that going to take? I mean, I, I joked at Roger at one point, are you going to get the shit you want at 90 years old? So, Sabrina,
1: yeah. if you want to get to the left of Uh, Like you said, Newsom is going to say Medicare for all. Okay,
6: Medicare for all is 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 um, the Democrat the Democrat progressive thing, right? Green Party is supposed to be left of that. So if anything, he should say nationalized health care. You know what I mean? Um, Also, I just want to say this real quick. What I think what the guy who was on before was was talking about was um, the whole thing about Jewish people controlling Hollywood, Jewish people controlling the banks—that's what he was. That, that's what he was trying to, uh, to to get at. You know, like Jamie Dimon, Lloyd Blankfield and, and, and a lot of a lot of the owners of Hollywood and and the banks or whatever are, are uh, uh, Jewish, pretty much. That's that's what he was talking about. He wasn't really in the thing of talking about APAC and 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 Zionism and so on and so forth. But that's usually the you know the whole stereotype of you know Jews owning Hollywood the, and- yeah I, I felt like he was saying the same thing but then when you think about it I mean is it that far-fetched if you got Israel lobby coming in <laughs> dictating other countries politicians what the fuck they do overseas and you know in America
17: I mean America is a cult that's based upon the worship of man so like that's I mean that's the foundation and I actually had an, uh, a conclusion about that like The way money works, and I've said this for a while, like money is government, like, because like, are you going to eat today? Money. Do you have a place to sleep today? Money. Car? Money. Gas? Money. You know what I mean? Like every moment, every hour of your day is dictated by how much money you have. But then it hit me recently that money is pain. And what I mean by that, for 90%, like, I'll just put it low bar, 80% of America, when you think about money, when I think about money, what is, what, what happens, we're in pain. Like money causes us pain all the time to everybody who thinks like, and so every fucking day we spend our lives in pain thinking about fucking money. And that's actually how this system works. And that's how this system has gained the level of control and kind of ownership of us because we live in constant pain because of money. And the only thing that relieves that pain is working so fucking hard that we have just, like, a a teeny ounce of just, like, a little bit of breathing room, and that's the, like, comfort and safety that we seek to, like, avoid the endless fucking pain that we look out on a day-to-day fucking basis, and that's—and that's why Crystal and Kyle— are so fucking comfortable because money gives them unequivocal freedom and fucking power. And if we overthrow this system, if we really start then all that money that they, they amassed, it no longer gives them comfort. You know what I mean? Then they're on the fucking like new system with all of us. And I think that's the real.
0: Yeah, that that's a really good point, Sean. Um, I mean, they're, they're millionaires. I do have to head out. It is about that time. Um, But thank you guys so much for tuning in. And anyone want to sign off?
6: Nighty night. Don't let the bugs,
7: bed bugs bite.
0: Good morning.
7: <laughs> Good evening. Remember money is fake. <laughs> please Good please night.
6: let Kamala Harris be 2024
7: nominee. Fuck <laughs> That much. Please no.
17: Please no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right guys. I'm heading out. Thanks so much.
4: Bye.